This week of the days that I have lived, only those I spent with Cowboy Bebop the movie seemed real. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am a collection of hallucinatory butterflies known as Jonathan Rooney Taylor. Cool. Yeah, rad. My brain is broken, that means. Hey, are yeah. you even living in the real world? No. Definitely not. I hope not. The real world's scary. Yeah. That's true. I would largely prefer Zion, even if I have to go to those really shitty club orgies. Yeah, I'm not oh, a big fan. but they're so sweaty. <laughs> and oily. Oh, yikes. And everybody's got those weird metal things in the back of their heads. Yeah. I just I just don't want to touch anything in Zion, just because it all just feels so, like, slimy and germy. Not, yeah. even, not even their weird mech suits? No, nah, I can get behind a, a big weird mech suit. Okay, I mean, those cool. are pretty cool. Yeah, I just want to make sure. I just yeah. want to make sure we're on the same page about mech suits. <laughs> those are good is, to touch. Have you ever tried to get your CDL, though? It's like a huge deal. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's the thing for... for, 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 for those are for, like, big, giant you know, Pacific Rim mechs. For Should personal mechs, you only need a motorcycle license. Oh, not bad. Yeah, you can just yeah. take a course at your community college. Ah. Yeah, there's a loophole where if you never actually take it out on the road, you can, you know, use it however you want. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, so this week, we are discussing for the first time ever on this show uh, an anime film uh, provided to us by one John Rooney Taylor. Hey, Mark. Mark. Hey, yeah. hey Mark. Hey, John. Mark. Yes, John. Cartoons ain't just for kids anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Cartoons are for grown-ups. For big boy grown-ups like me. Yeah, well, they got boobs in them. Cartoons. This one did not. No, it didn't. No. It had some cleavage. for the best. It, it had, had a lot some, of cleavage. It had some uh, behind, like, uh, shot from the backside boob at one point. Yeah, yeah a and a lot of, of cleavage and a little bit of, like, butt, like, cleavage. Sure, yeah. There's yeah. some butts in that. Beavage. Uh, I cannot endorse that. No, no, nah, that no. probably refers to something else. Too. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> I, I think that's what you call fans of Beavis, but not Butthead. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so this week we are discussing 2001's Cowboy Bebop the movie. Yeah. Or as it is known in its alternate title, Ooh, yeah. Cowboy Bebop knocking on heaven's door. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I the last song that. for the credits is "Gotta Knock a Little Harder." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. So, this was uh, largely uh, Patrick and I bullying Mark to finally get into our fucking shitty nerd bullshit. But yep. yeah, next time we're doing Vampire Hunter D. Ooh, Bloodlust or the original? Uh, we'll start with the original. Hell yeah. Yeah, that guy's got an eyeball in his hand and it talks to him Ooh, and a shit. whole face in his hand and it eats up bugs. It does. And he's a vampire hunter and his name is yeah. D. <laughs> and he's here to say... I hate vampires all the way. He does. He does, though. Bitchin' hats. Oh, real good hats. Yeah. I think he's got a horse in some of them. I think he does have a horse in some of like them. Like a cool dead and horse. And maybe like a crossbow? 
Ooh, then we'll get you into some Fooly Cooly and some Inuyasha. We'll get you knee deep into some bleach. Ooh, Give yeah, but not the kind that cures coronavirus. No, the kind that's got a big sword and very complicated relationships. <laughs> yeah, like all of us big sword wielders. Hell yeah. <laughs> Appleseed Macross Saga. <laughs> that's a thing, right? I mean, Appleseed, yes. Macross, yes. And I think you're confusing that with XL Saga, which is technically a parody anime. So I don't it doesn't know. really count. I just pass by him when I'm scrolling. Going through Hulu sometimes. <laughs> Ooh, Bubblegum Crisis should probably be next. Yeah. I know that there's a basketball anime that's supposed to be very good. Yeah, but probably. I but I don't know the name of it. I don't, uh, I don't truck with sports anime. Oh, okay. Ooh, look at this guy. Oh, except for Yuri on Ice. That one's actually real good. It's got a killer opening song. What kind of sport is it? Hockey? Uh, figure skating. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the cutting edge, but with anime. So he watched Cowboy Bebop, yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah. The most 2001 movie I've ever seen. Oh, if you ever needed a time capsule of 2001, baby, this is it. So I know very little about the Cowboy Bebop universe. Everything I know uh, the comes... The Bebopiverse, please. Correct. Uh, all I know about this movie is that it has a... Uh, I'll say very liberal interpretation of the word jazz. Fuck yeah, it does. Because for a movie that... I got yelled at for mentioning on this podcast, (laughs) did not feature jazz, and you guys, it's nothing but jazz. It took 42 minutes to get to jazz, and then everything after that was either heavy metal and or late night TV show commercial funk. Also known as jazz. No, no. (laughs) Late night TV commercial funk is totally jazz. So I think, yeah, largely I was conflating the amount of, uh, the ratio of jazz to non-jazz from the uh, the TV series that is scored almost exclusively with jazz. Yeah. Uh, this one, I think, because they had a bigger budget, they're like, ooh, we can afford other genres. True facts. Neat. Yeah. Like country. And, yeah, and western. Honky tonk. Country western. And like synth pop and bits. Hell yeah. It was great. Yeah, there's a fair amount of city pop in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, Cowboy Bebop, the movie begins like all movies do. Scientifically one. proven that this is how all movies start. With a grocery store slash convenience store robbery. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, buddy. In the grand tradition of films such as Cobra. And Stone Cold! Fuck yeah. We find ourselves uh, in a small uh, uh, convenience store slash grocery type place where a... Uh, Like a 7-Eleven. Yeah. Yeah, where a uh, besuited gentleman uh, is is sitting on top of the counter and uh, holding this poor woman hostage uh, with a couple of his goons. And it turns out that he says through a very long series of bullshit that he knew how to get through her alarm because he used to work for the security company, and then they fired him, and now he's a criminal. Isn't that ironic? It's the Riddler from the animated series. Yeah, sure. Except yeah. this dude never made any video games that I know of. Probably something an RPG maker, if we're being honest. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, uh, meanwhile... <laughs> Basically just like a self-insert of Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, outside of this uh, grocery store, convenience store, 7-Eleven, we are introduced to two of the members of Team Bebop? Uh, the Bebopiverse. Yeah. <laughs> Do we ever... Yeah, the Bebop and Cowboys. Yeah, the, we are introduced to two of the Cowboys... Uh, initially Jet, he of having robot implants for reasons I do not know. He does have a cyborg arm. but And I a big re- metal like, like L on his, on his face. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't remember what the big deal is with that uh, He used to be, it's, uh, it's established in the movie that he used to be a cop. And uh, in the TV show you find out that there was 
uh, a double cross that happened when he was a cop that lost his arm in that. Okay. Double cross. In the double cross. They crossed, they double crossed his arm out, just, just took a big black marker, crossed it out. Sure. Slapped said, this was line. a mistake. They duck a mucked his arm away. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. With just a big arrow saying, fix later. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, he is the stern but kind, uh, seemingly leader of the Bebop yeah. crew. Yeah, yeah, he's the dad. Yeah. yeah, and then we are also introduced to his sidekick, the... Uh, Tall, thin, chain-smoking prick. Um, <laughs> Correct. Spike Spiegel. Yep. Uh, who approaches the front of this place, and a guy's like, you can't come in. And then he kicks this guy to death, I assume. I mean, one assumes, yeah. Yeah, we never see that character again that's guarding the entrance to the convenience <laughs> nope. store heist. All we see is his point of view as he is kicked into space. Yep. yep. And he goes dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's out. real cold in here, man. It's real cold. <laughs> Stay with me. No. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Spike enters the uh, the grocery store. He's got his headphones on. He loves his headphones, I Likes figured out. Headphones. Uh, and the robbers are like, get out. And he's just like, I'm looking at candy. And they're like, get out. And he's like, ooh, this looks like a cool little puzzle box. And then they're like, get out. And then he's like, I'm going to kick your ass. And then he beats the fuck out of those guys real quick. Yeah, he does. While, uh, while Jet drops in through the ceiling and beats the fuck out of one of the goons. Yeah. Yeah, I- Jet's a, more of like a, like a bruiser. Uh, yeah, he's a haymaker uh, guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Spike is... Straight up Bruce Lee. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before they went in, uh, Jet was just like, there's only three of them in there. And after they beat up the three guys, like, good job. And then a guy comes out of the toilet yep. and literally goes, oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> man, we've all been there. Oh, yeah. No, we have. You know, there's something I want to point out. Um, the very small amount of anime that I have watched in my life. One of the things that I do find really enjoyable about anime is how they really love to amp up the, like, incidental sounds people make. Oh, sure, yeah. So there's a lot of, like, Like, there's just, like, lots of, like, grunts, groans and stuff. Yeah, because anything that was, like, uh, just recorded in the booth for, like, the original Japanese voice track of things is just, like, you know, well, okay. But because the dubs are being recorded sometimes years in the future... And in a completely different space with totally different sound engineers, that suddenly becomes, ha, ha, oh no! <laughs> One of the things I did notice with because we did watch the dubbed version of this is when it initially started, the subtitles were on, and the subtitles were completely different words. Yes, from the dubbing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's all. Keen observation, buddy. Keep them coming. It was! <laughs> I'm going to look up the IMDb goofs, then we'll see. Yeah. A keen goofs. observation. <laughs> so, your idea of the goof was, this was originally in a different language, and that language has nuance that can be translated multiple ways. Yes! Alright, cool. Set up your uh, IMDb account, uh, SmartBoyBigBrain32. Because I assume Smart Boy Brigbane is already taken. Sure. sure. I, I have to set up an IMDb account at some point because somebody has taken credit for my two lines on Chicago PD. Oh, no! <laughs> you can't get your agent involved in that? 
uh, I don't think I could get my agent <laughs> at this point. Uh, so for some reason, I always had a feeling that your agent was actually played by Phil Hartman, chain smoking uh, uh, cigar. I wish, baby, I, I got some work for you. Come on. Uh, what was really funny was the other day at work in the break room, they were showing that episode of Chicago PD on TV. Nice, and I was just nice. like. This is great. I'm going to get 30 cents later. <laughs> <laughs> pretty excited. Yeah, nice. uh, So anyways, uh, yeah, we get the opening credits of the Cowboy Bebop movie, which is like shot like the Naked City opening credits. Yeah, yeah. you're just following all people around. Black and white butts. footage of people. Yeah. See, you got to understand that it's in, in 2001, it was a miracle to see paintings move. This is true, actually. No, no, it can't be true. No, it totally was. No, Snow White came out in 1932 or yeah, something. We had just gotten over the fact that that train didn't crash into the theater. What are you talking true about? Facts. True We facts. were like, oh, boy, Yeesh. they got me good. Oh, man, are you talking how did they do that? They probably did it with, like, clones or something. Yeah, definitely yeah. clones. Jesus. Um, so... <laughs> hey, the prestige how come he didn't just have one clone because it kept drowning stop drowning your clones idiot he had to it was either that or chop them onto just the hard floor all right or some pillows i guess (laughs) those are things a human could survive look nikola tesla made a really cool device that transported a guy into a hole that's, that's true. filled with water. And guys, I still haven't seen your stupid movie. I also haven't seen <laughs> Prestige. Yeah. The Prestige is very good. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I ain't never seen it. Yeah, it cuts into our anime time. Hell we've, yeah. We've had conversations on this podcast. We've been like, yeah, the Prestige is pretty good. Yeah, I was agreeing with you. you I trust your opinion. Yeah. Piece of shit. You might be right. Yeah, we probably are. Yeah. There's no way to know, unfortunately. Yeah, no, we can't find out for ourselves. They taped over every copy so that they could put the tenant out in theaters. True facts. The tenant? Yeah. The tenant. It was yeah. weird that Roman Polanski was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> they really got to stop putting the, that guy in movies. Yeah, very much so. Especially because, you know, even before the coronavirus, he had to, like, zoom in all his parts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's in exile for sex crimes. He sure is. He should probably get extradited to the United yeah. States. Sure. Yeah, crimes. hear that? France. Yeah, there's one more reason <laughs> to hate France. Yeah. True. I'm not taking the bait on shitty France, Quebec. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying France is bad. Especially because a uh, little bit of egg on my face here on this situation, you Uh-oh. guys. I was conflating Montreal, the place, with of Montreal, the band. Gotcha. So I would like to say I have no strong feelings about Montreal, but of Montreal is basically shitty wannabe Paris, and Paris already sucks. You hear that? That's fair. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Was of Montreal, of Montreal? I don't know. All I know is you should never start a band's name with a preposition. True facts. Yeah. Also, are they Montrealians? Uh, uh, Montreals. Montreal. Yeah. Oh, now I really hate them. Can we just hate them anyway? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. All right. Anyways. We don't have to know stuff to like it. Let's hate them. French Canada is just a poorly Xeroxed France, and France is already bad. True facts. Yep. All right, moving on. <laughs> so, Cowboy Bebop, after the credits uh, of just people looking at a ca- looking at the camera, but it's animated. It's, it's really there's just yeah. there's like one a businessman like sitting on a bench, and he just goes hmm, and yeah. just like smiles at me. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. You get a little slice of life there. Yeah. Mark. Anyways, Mark, Mark, 
John. Cartoons ain't for kids anymore, you know, buddy. No, it's for uh, fucking bedroom-dwelling sad boys. <laughs> if this movie has taught me anything. I was expecting, like, a, a, a fucking action-a-minute adventure, and what I got was a whole lot of staring at my shoes and my hero being the laziest asshole on the planet. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. You, yeah. uh, so, uh, yeah, but all that jazz. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Saved by its jazz. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll say up front that, yeah, the movie definitely, I think I still had a really good time with it. It still made me feel like the cool parts of being a teenager. But, uh, yeah, could have shaved, you know, 15 minutes off the runtime yeah. and it would have been better for it. Not hey, as let's exciting as I remember. Save it for the final review. Oh, oh no. That was a little Spoilies. That was a Susan of review. So uh, we followed the ship, the Bebop. The ship is called the Bebop? The Bebop. Yeah. Okay, someone graffitied it onto the side of the ship and I made that inference. Uh, and they are on their way to Mars uh, for a bounty of some kind to pick yeah. up. And uh, well, they're, they're picking up Faye, who they left there so she could bet on the ponies. Right, on the space ponies. And now that they're done with their convenience store bounty hunting, they're ready to go pick her up. Yeah, yeah and I have a question about this. And maybe this is something that's explored in the series that I don't know. They mentioned that they were only paid a very small amount of money, which was one and one quarter million dollars yeah. to take out these guys at the uh, the, the convenience store. Yeah, yeah. dude. So, Hyperinflation. What you gonna do? Okay, so yeah. we're talking about super also, hyperinflation. Also, uh, their Wulons is the currency. So sure. no idea what that yeah, yeah, yeah. converts right. to in like people money. That could be like a hundred bucks. Yeah, right. it could we be don't know. not very many dollars. It's probably a shitload of yen now. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But we do know that it is enough for them to buy couple noodles of the future. Yeah, future noodles. Where instead of having to fuck and boil water you just rip a pole tab at the bottom of it and it's good to go you know there used to be a, a wolfgang puck brand like coffee yeah man you... we used to make shit in this country but <laughs> but no but you would did it, and it was just like it would come it was in a can and you would get it off the shelf and you would hit like a button like pop a thing on it and it would heat up in the can and then you would have like a hot canned coffee that you could walk around with that's yeah, terrifying oh, I was gonna say I'm almost I've never heard of this product, and I guarantee you it exploded several yeah, times. Yeah, right. for no, sure. That's got to be lawsuits of plenty. Right? Oh yeah, the also, can would get on unre- a hot can yeah. of coffee. The can would get unreasonably right. hot at the bottom, right? And the coffee would stay infuriatingly room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, we see the Bebop, it's landing on Mars, they meet up with their friend Faye, uh, who has her own ship, which is just, like, two guns attached to, like, a TIE fighter pod. Yeah. It's pretty rad. Yeah, it's yeah. a good ship. Uh, yeah. The Bebop looks like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> As most spaceships do. It's also a space boat, though. True. That's true. in the water they and do a straight up, in the yeah. marina. That was kind of cool. I appreciated that. I want to yeah. live at the marina. Right? No laws in the marina. Yeah. That, well, that's only if your marina's out in international waters. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's fair. Like that big fucking scaffold city from Waterworld. Yeah, otherwise the only law that happens in the marina is Buffett Law. Oh, no. That's right. That means tons With- of swinging and cheeseburgers. <laughs> That's right. Every party's a key party in the Buffett world. <laughs> you know it. Everyone's got a pencil-thin mustache, so they can solve mysteries, too. <laughs> Damn right, and they're all over 50. I just want to point out, for the record, uh, there was this one time Jimmy Buffett tried to buy a subdivision. <laughs> nice. Did not like, Not to, like, clear it out and build a mansion, but to, like, own a subdivision. Yeah. Like, of houses and yeah. stuff? I Buffett mean, Arbors. 
<laughs> I mean, that's no Please, different. Buffett Oaks. <laughs> that's no different than uh, Chuck Norris for Invasion USA buying a neighborhood and rocket launching it. Sure, Man. well, that's because you were going to rocket launch that neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like, you had to pay for it up front. Uh-huh. Jimmy Buffett just wanted, like, a little sanctuary city, I he guess. He was trying to hotbox a subdivision. <laughs> yeah, he's going to put up the old Buffett dome. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know the sad thing, though, about specifically Jimmy Buffett fans? As much as it would make sense that they would all Please, just John, be John. They're parrot called parrot heads. Parrot Thank heads, you. Yeah. Uh, as much as it would make sense that they're all just like aging hippies that are growing their own strands of weed that they have arguments about which one's better, they're all fucking day wine drinkers. Yeah, no, they're all corporate alcoholics. Like, it's real disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all shorts on the weekend, suit and tie on the weekdays. No, you're well, not. You're not living the true parrot life. Man. I wanna, I wanna point out that they don't drink wine. They very much purchased their Jimmy Buffett branded Margaritaville Margarita Maker. <laughs> yeah, and they are drinking nothing but frozen drinks all day, every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like Leonardo DiCaprio at the end of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just yelling at hippies in their bathrobes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just swinging a big fucking blender full of cool drinks. Yeah, well, there's hippies to the left, hippies to the right, and he's the only bait in town. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I know an unreasonable amount of Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) No, it just, I think for Quentin Tarantino's final movie, his epilogue, his grand statement on cinema, fucking Jimmy Buffett biopic. Oh, sure. Just just an adaptation of A Pirate Looks at 50. Hell yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Not the how did he become a great musician, Jimmy Buffett biopic, but the, I don't know, I write books in Jamaica, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just three hours of Leonardo DiCaprio with a bald spot and a mustache sitting in a hammock getting shit-faced. Hell yeah. Well, absolutely. Shitty spray tan, open Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, you know it. Ooh, Christoph Waltz plays uh, the the cop that arrested Jimmy Buffett for that one time in Jamaica for putting his boat in the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what here's the thing I love about the idea of a Jimmy Buffett biopic. The first thirty minutes is, I'm a country musician, but I sing island songs, so nobody thinks I'm country. So they actually listen to my music. And then the last two hours is like, I'm a billionaire and I own everything. <laughs> yeah, right. And it just turns into a weird Wolf of Wall Street movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they can shoot it on location at David Copperfield's private monkey island. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, one of the Simpsons writers has been there because they wrote material for David Copperfield's, and this is real, Blue Alien Sidekick. Nice. Yeah. Cool. In the live performances of David Copperfield, he has a Blue Alien Muppet Sidekick that cracks wise. Nice. Good I dig him. it. Yeah. Do you, I remember when Magic was like a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, until that fucking lunatic revealed all the secrets on Fox. That's right. <laughs> Narrated by fucking the special agent Skinner yeah. from X Files. Yeah, that's right. Mitch Pileggi. Uh, but I remember the, the, what was it like the fourth magic secrets revealed where it finally reveals the face of the magician <laughs> and it was just a, a guy. guy yeah yeah correct because as it turns out magicians are just guys true facts uh, but I remember very vividly like it was how huge magic was it'd be like hyped up for weeks like David Copperfield oh yeah this week on NBC will make the, the Statue of Liberty disappear. disappear. Do you remember when David Blaine spent like four days in a solid block of ice? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And they check in with him on like today. He's <laughs> David Blaine, I think, is currently doing a up 
right now. Yeah, he, he's uh, riding a, a bunch of balloons. A bunch nice. of balloons. Yeah, that like, guy's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. He's also not a magician. Correct. No. He's an endurance artist. He's a crazy person. <laughs> he just stands very still in places that you shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. That's he's his whole career. Yeah, he's somehow more terrifying than Chris Angel Mind Freak. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, by absolutely. a lot. Here's the thing. I could beat up Chris Angel Mind Freak no problem. Well, he's only a mind freak. Right? As soon... And, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm physically stronger than him, but I'll bet he can't take a punch. Sure. Sure. Yeah, but, like, so, same thing for Harry Houdini. Because <laughs> 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 it killed him. Yeah, I'm he... giving you jazz snaps because of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, hey, that should. movie we should. watched. Yep. Which one? Uh, so Anyways, back, back on to Mars. magic. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, Fei uh, Fong Wong is the character's name. Uh, she is out in Mars, uh, coming back to the Bebop ship because that's their home that they all live in. Uh, and, and she's, she's like, trying to pick up a tanker truck with some hacker in it. Yeah, well, she's got, got a yeah, minor, got a, like a minor contract yeah. on some kid. Yeah, and she's like, well, you know, I'm already on my way home. It's on the way. I'll swing by and pick up this like small fry bounty. Uh, and they track the hacker to this big like gas tanker truck that has been hijacked and it's like great there he is but the truck pulls over and who should come out not the hacker that they assumed that it was going to be but the flaming lips own wayne, wayne coin yeah the bad guy is straight up wayne coin yeah. yeah and this was before the flaming lips made us realize so i think cowboy bebop predicted wayne coin yeah. That's true. Well, at this point, they had already told us that she don't use jelly, though. Yeah, that, that is true. And but they, they had no... One, but they, they, <laughs> they did that one album that was four albums that you had to play at the same time, and I just want to go on record as saying I would also like to punch Winkle. <laughs> I think that's another person you could comfortably beat up. Again, because I don't think he can take a punch. No, I don't think so. Here's the thing. I don't know if I can take a punch. I'm... Not a coward. I've just never been tested. I like to think that if I was, I would pass. <laughs> John, this is a very interesting philosophy I'd love for you to continue. Have you ever knocked on wood? I have not. I can't recommend it. Oh, okay. But then again, I've never done it. <laughs> sure. But I just assume that it couldn't be very good. Boy, Bad Ska and 2000s anime. We are going back to high school. Oh, I know. Yeah, that should have been right circa around the same time. Hell yeah. all, all we gotta do is cover... We all wore checkered vans. Yeah, all we gotta do is cover Cherry Pop and Daddy's yeah. Swing Revival next. Yeah. It will be gold. Nice. Ah, uh, good old Swing Revival. So yeah, this is the villain of the piece uh, who is just a skinny guy with a big black beard and like wild black hair and just a long trench coat. Uh, he steps out of the oil tanker. He looks up at Faye in a like, I'll be important later kind of way. And then the fucking tanker explodes. And then he casually disappears. Yeah, yeah the, he the jumps off explodes. an overpass and yeah. goes it calls away. It causes mass chaos. And then we are uh, treated to a news report by the CBC. The and Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. The Cosmic no. Broadcasting yeah, that's Corporation. Right. They've expanded out of Ontario. Nice. That's true. Well, Ontario has the only surviving satellite link up to the rest of the galaxy. True. Yeah. So they just kind of like grandfathered in. Yeah. Uh, and they play a lot of red green show on the off hours. <laughs> nice. Oh man, good station. Man, duct tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's the red green show. Yeah, and then after that, it's Trailer Park Boys, then Corner Gas. <laughs> yeah, good channel. Ooh, but like around one in the morning, Kids in the Hall reruns. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
<laughs> so we're treated to a news report from Mark Rather. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who tells us that 72 people died in the explosion and over 400 people uh, in the immediate area have been hospitalized with severe symptoms. We don't know what it is. It could be viral. It could be chemical. It could be a biological attack. Nobody knows. Information is scant. Yep. Uh, Cut to uh, his reporter, Chris, in the field, who says the exact same thing. Yeah. Correct. While from a hazmat suit. That's yes. true. Again, at the time, we were just amazed that the pictures could look like people. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> at least 12 years before that, the pictures that looked like people shared a movie with people. <laughs> no. Yes. See, I remember. And then they did it no. again, like eight years later. So this is a, a true story of my past. Uh, I <laughs> convinced my parents to. Uh, I had an uncle that lived in New York City, and I convinced him, "Hey, we should go visit Uncle Ray, and while we're there, see the Cowboy Bebop movie because it's only playing in New York." Oh no! Of course. Uh, my parents were like, "Yeah, all right, it's summer, and we got to do something." Uh, so we did, and we had a lovely day. Um, you guys met Uncle Ray at the wedding. Sure. Sure. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I remember sitting in the movie theater and the movie started and my mom gasped and turned to me and said, John, the people are moving. No, no, no. <laughs> and I said, yeah, mom, I know it's this thing called animation. No, no, no. But it's not like, it's not like photographs of people moving. It's like someone drew it down yeah. and it's moving. I need to get out of here or the movie screen will take my soul. And then she ran out. That's true. I had to describe the movie when we went to... Uh, we actually had dinner in Chinatown, which was sparsely populated because this was during the SARS outbreak. History is nothing but cyclical. Oh, yeah. I remember SARS. Hell, yeah. Really good Chinese food. Like, goddamn, I dream about how good this food was. Nice. It was a lovely day. Yeah. That was a great... Half a true story. <laughs> yeah, it's totally true. I believe it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're... Uh, there's now, a... my uncle, being a New York man, was uh, very more sophisticant than my country bumpkin mother. And he took who you grew to... up in Pennsylvania Dutch country. So he took Only you to... knew how to make pie. Famous original Rays or original Rays or famous Rays or just Rays? Rays famous originals. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, he, yeah, he was like, uh... I know exactly how they did this. It was with ink and paint and a satanic incarnation. <laughs> oh, fuck. I bet that is how they did it, though. Right? The devil does make cool animation. Because this was before we were doing computer animation, which is what I think, Mark, you're thinking of. Yeah, probably. No, I'm thinking about the like entire 70 years of animation history that existed before Cowboy Bebop. No, those were just film movies. Yeah, and it seems like before you were making references to noted interdimensional traveler Bob Hoskins, that, that he went to real cartoon land. They were their own people. That's true. You just can't go there because only Bob Hoskins can. All right, first of all, Patrick, it's not too Land, it's Toontown. <laughs> uh, Toontown, the capital city of Toonland. You know uh, I mean? Also, uh, secondly, he is not an interdimensional traveler. Everybody can go to Toontown. Yeah. There's a straight up tunnel to get there. I know. If you go to Disney World and ride the Roger Rabbit experience, you too can go to Toontown and see your favorite character. Right. Which is why we know for a fact that that was not animated. Exactly. Mark. It was a re Roger Rabbit was an act. Did you not see the movie? Did was you there no, I, I, they're in the, the Warner Brothers back lot. They're interacting with, I don't know, Cary Grant, I guess. Yeah. All right. How do you explain The Lion King? 
uh, lions are real. They went to the savannas and filmed them. Right. They nope. just dubbed them over with Beyonce. Exactly. It's like when they put peanut butter no. on the mouths of animals. <laughs> no, not oh, the yeah, new Mr. Lion Ray. King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about 1994 Lion King. Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Fox and the Hound. These are all the Christian Anderson novels. <laughs> the Adventures? Yeah. You just... the, the Aristocats? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There was that one time that Hans Christian Andersen was very concerned about Parisian cats. What you're talking about is Toonland UK, Toonland Germany, <laughs> Toonland France. You're fired. You're both fired. <laughs> All right, Mark. Enjoy talking about the anime movie by yourself. Yeah, without knowing the rich history of animation that started in 2001. Correct. No problem. This week on Body Counts and Beer, we're no longer talking about... <laughs> Cowboy Bebop knocking on heaven's door, the movie. This week, we're discussing Steely Dan. <laughs> the year was 1978. Donald Fagan and Walter Becker had brought in uh, a, a young man by the name of Michael McDonald. And he would provide backing vocals on the album Asia. And then, as luck would have it, the lead singer of the Doobie Brothers would get sick and could not perform on their new album. And so it was Donald Fagan and Walter Becker who said, Mike, go to the Doobies. Help them out. We're all a team together. And so he did. And together with Kenny Loggins, they would write what a fool believes and launch the doobies into the stratosphere. <laughs> all right, Mark, so I'm back. Uh, this is a great episode of Reeling in the Beers, the Steely Dan and podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Reeling in the Beers. Oh, God. Remember, what was it? Were they on Carson wearing those big weird silver suits? I think so. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that, in one of their rare television appearances. Because a lot of people, I think, don't really realize this, but Steely Dan was kind of like a created group. There wasn't really a single... It wasn't like a traditional band where they all played different instruments and got together. Correct. There were only yeah. two permanent members of Steely Dan. They Walter were the Becker, Steely and the Dan. Correct. Walter Becker and uh, uh, Donald Fagan. Fagan. Previously, they did have a third member, Chevy Chase, yep. who quit the band because he thought they were trash, and then they blew up and it became cooler than he ever was. Oh, tough break, Chevy. Yeah, nah, fuck Chevy not really. Chase. Uh, he's doing just fine and is an asshole. Yeah, so. exactly. Also, I'm looking up reeling in the beers later so I can fucking copyright that shit. Well, I think if we set it on a podcast and we mail the podcast to ourselves, you're right. That counts as a poor man's yeah. copyright. Well, I'll, I'll I'll warm up the reel the reel so I can print this out. <laughs> Ooh, pictures on the beer to beer and Elvis Costello drinking podcast. Look, I mean, we're after this show dies, which honestly should have been four years ago. We will do. We will continue doing what we do, but just for bands. Uh, so, anyways, uh, we're on Mars. Thing blows up. Uh, uh, this sort of sets a an Empire Strikes Back esque sort of structure to the movie, where each of the Bebop crew is sent on their different branch of the investigation to figure out what happened because. The authorities have put a, like, what is it, 30 million Wulongs? 300, 300 million, million Wulongs. reward for any information that will lead to the capture of the terrorist that they believe was behind the attack on the Martian highway, I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Jet goes to speak to... His old cop buddy. His old cop buddy who was, like, the sheriff of Mars. Yeah. They do so at a sweet drive-in watching an old Western. Hell yeah. Um, I love the way that the drive-in is like a parking lot and then also like auditorium seating style it's parking lots. Yeah, yes. I like that so there's... to look at all the other cars. Right. There's cheap seats at the drive-in. Yeah. I love it. It's uh, great. Hell yeah. It's the best. 
I mean, with the way that this coronavirus is cooking up, get ready for that to just be movies. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Let me go to a drive-in without a car. Yeah. Yeah, well, just what I'm a, imagining, like a chair down in the parking spot. Yeah. yeah. Or if we could do some sort of like those karaoke booths that you can rent out, but sure. it's just a movie. Or a tent. Yeah. Like a nice transparent tent. Oh, wait, what if I could just watch a movie from home? Oh, I don't know. Uh, they won't let you do that. Uh, tenant was meant to be seen on a large screen. And no, you can't just sit very close to your television. <laughs> Mark. Ooh, I think you probably can, though. I can get pretty close. <laughs> You'll ruin your eyes. They're already fucked up, dude. Oh, no. I need to get close so I can see all the details on Roman Polanski's face in the tenant. <laughs> oh, but if you do that, you get sucked into the movie Cool World style. Yeah. No, that's... Cool World isn't... He doesn't get sucked into a movie. Cool World is a comic book world. Which, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, <laughs> yeah. but that movie doesn't make any sense, because no, Gabriel doesn't. Byrne is the guy who invents Corworld as a book, Correct. but, like, 50 years before this, Brad Pitt dies post-World War II, and somehow ends up in Corworld and lives there for 50 years. So that means Gabriel Byrne subconsciously uh, uh, had that Corworld injected into his brain, and then made it? Or he made it, and then it began to exist through all points in time and Correct. spread backwards. It yeah. doesn't make any, it sense. make any sense. Also, it's stupid, and Ralph Bakshi shouldn't be allowed to make movies. What's the it's one true. where John Ritter gets caught in TV? That's, That's called Stay, Stay Tuned, tuned yeah, buddy. Yeah, there it is. And that movie's on HBO Max right now, and it surprisingly is not as offensive as I thought it would be. Oh, uh, wow. I don't know. I'm remembering distinctly when he like warps into a Prince music video, and uh, it gets real dicey. Okay, it's well, first of Prince all... Music videos were pretty dicey. Anyway. First of all, first of all, he's only dressed as Prince. It's a salt and pepper music video <laughs> featuring salt and pepper and Spinderella. Oh, nice. Sure. Yeah, but other than that, for the most part, I was really worried about a lot of like super mid '90s, like gross, like homophobia, racism. No, and no, because the whole movie is Don Knotts teaching Spider-Man that the '50s were full of racisms. What? Yeah. Let's stay tuned, right? Spider-Man? Yeah. Don Toby Knotts? Ma no, where Tobey Maguire is all like, I really love stupid TV. And Don Knotts is like, I've got a magic remote that'll put you in the TV. And he's that's... like, oh no, it's racist. No, that's, that's... Mr. Limpet. No, that's... Uh, that's Limp Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> they did Don't it all. Don't you remember when Don Knotts told us all he did it all for the nookie? I mean, he did though, right? Don Knotts? Yeah, how do you think he got Aunt B's pie? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know it was cooling on the windowsill? No, that Yeah, while well, they were knocking Ooh, boots. Oh, yeah. oh no. Oh no. The yeah. milkman dropped dead. So, uh, yeah, so Jet gets very little information out of his sheriff buddy. Well, he gets information with the that exception there was, of... Yeah, there was a derelict... Basically, the cop is just like, oh, the, the Martian government is insanely corrupt. Nobody's actually working to, like, solve crimes anymore. Again, we went to this for escape. I know, right, people? Come, Come on. on. Uh, uh, but there was a, a derelict, uh, like, drug transport ship that was found floating in the asteroid fields. And weirdly enough, the company that owns it never, like, filed a police report. They never started an investigation. They just sort of, like, walked away from it. Yeah, them. right. Chariots, I think it's called. Yeah. The, uh, pharmaceutical company. Meanwhile, uh... Yeah, we... like that big movie, Chariots of Fire. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, we have uh, Edward, or Ed, yeah. uh, a Correct. small... Uh, uh, Child who is very clearly adolescent girl. I'm gonna say is an acid casualty. 
very clearly like tried to sneak into a concert with a tab of acid and like an arm cast and then sweated too much and then it infused into her body because she makes zero goddamn sense and is obnoxious as fuck. You gotta understand, (laughs) this was in the early 2000s where like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if random, (laughs) I think it would go a little something like this. She also has a corgi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the corgi. Fine. The corgi actually joins the crew before Ed does, so that corgi has seniority. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. I did that, not know that. That corgi's giving orders. Hell yeah. <laughs> that uh, corgi also fucking rules. It's a very cor- well animated corgi. Yeah, it's a sweet looking corgi. Yeah. Uh, so they are doing some hackery things, and they find. Yeah, she discovers the- that the way that they found the hacker that Faye was tracking in the first place was through this fake credit card that he kept using. Right. And they get a hit on the fake credit card, and Faye is like, cool, I'm going to go to fake credit card town population, this bad hacker, hacker planet, I'm going to go fight him. And she goes to Uh, the arcade called Phantom O. Uh, Spike, I think, at this point, takes a nap. No, Spike goes to the Moroccan village. Oh, Oh, that's right, yeah. So Faye goes to the arcade, and uh, Dumb Hacker is playing... Uh, like a light gun game? It's a light gun game that is very clearly the Teletubbies that he's yeah, shooting. Yeah, shooting Teletubbies, yeah. Yeah, and she is like, I got a gun for you, and then takes out a real gun and blows up the screen, and then he's like, I never got to see Splunky Donkey! It's Sporky Donkey. I don't fucking care. I didn't have enough points for Sporky Donkey. Uh, yeah. And then they he have like... voiced by one of the actors from like Snatch. Yeah. Yeah. True. Like one of the random goons. Uh, but the hacker has a quick draw keyboard. I was about uh, to say they have they have like yeah. a brief like like western standoff, and she's got her gun drawn, and he goes, he throws his jacket back, and just has two separate tiny keyboards on his hips, and goes clickety 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 click, and then all the lights turn off. Yeah, and she goes, huh? And then he's a mile away. Yeah, and then he beats a hasty retreat. So yeah, he gets away, but she gets his hat. So who's the real winner in this situation? Yeah. He is. You. They point out that that. Hat Hat is very ugly for the rest of the movie. <laughs> However, Ayn and Edward will use that hat to find him in the warehouse district. But not before but Spike goes looking for some beans. Yeah, and yes. then we get a long conversation about beans. Yeah, so Spike goes to uh, like some street contacts and one of them says like, Oh, look for the bean shop, wink, wink. Uh, so he goes to three senile old men playing a card game. Yeah. Uh, uh, and he's just like, where are the beans? And they're like, <laughs> beans, I flew those during the war. What war was that? What war you want? <laughs> and then they, he's like, I'm a cowboy. And they're like, so are we. That's why we're leaving. Then they pick up their table and walk away. Yep. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so Spike sits down. It's very funny, by yeah. the way. Spike sits down dejectedly to uh, smoke a cigarette when he realizes he doesn't have his lighter. Luckily, a kind passerby offers him a grenade! <laughs> but it's not a grenade, it's a lighter. But it's a flamethrower! <laughs> that and thing's it, got like a 12-inch flame. Also, the grenade itself is like the size of a human head. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of those like big like uh, Korean War era hand yeah. grenades. Yeah. You need a fucking... What, is, what are the people in football that throw the football? A footy thrower. No, a footy thrower. A footy thrower. You need a good footy thrower to really get the good the uh, distance on that. Or you end up with like a real Jojo Rabbit situation. I just saw that movie last night. There's a mishap with a grenade. That's true. 
It was a perfectly fine movie. Yeah, I was a little disappointed because I think I hyped it up in my head too much. Yeah. But very good for what it is. Was yeah, absolutely. Was that also the name of a video game? Jojo Rabbit? Yeah. No, you're thinking of Jojo's Unusual... You're thinking of uh, a rabbit yeah. that was like Rambo Rabbit. You're Rabbits. Thinking... No, you're thinking of... Sam and uh, Max hit the road. God damn it. It's just there's an actual game. Uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash, where you're a robot rabbit, and you're like jumping around. Bugs Bunny. Yeah, right. I think you're also actually... Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Ooh, that's a good one. That was a Disney character that even Disney said, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Too right. boring. I think there might have also been like a rabbit character in the fucking the Clay Fighters video game. Yeah, yeah I think there sure. was one. Yeah. Jimbo? Ooh, Ooh, they're reprinting that now. I'm very excited. Yeah. Ooh, isn't there a rabbit in Star Fox? Yeah. Yeah. Peppy. Peppy. He's not Rambo, though. No. Are you sure? He's the furthest thing from Rambo. All right. Well, I'm real glad I got through that mission, Fox. Oh, fuck. Is Stil- Sylvester Stallone here? It's just like Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's me. Rambo the Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Proved you wrong, Patrick. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Spike meets a regrettable Arab stereotype. Yeah, yeah, so I think that the this specific character, I think, is presented as a stereotype so that later on can be revealed as more than that. But this movie definitely trucks in Orientalism. Yeah. Uh, which is a fine line between that and just like straight up uh, Islamophobia that... I don't think the movie really crosses that line, but like, woof. Well, this is this is very clearly a movie of a guy who got all of his information on other cultures from TV because later on, when they watch the Bounty Hunter infomercial, one of the cowboy characters is a pretty terrible Mexican stereotype. Oh, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's a lot mm. of it is very like Looney Tunes racist for sure. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, he meets the Bean Man. This is this this yeah, stereotype this, this is guy the Bean Man. Owns, owns a bean stand, and he starts talking about the difference of different beans. Yeah, he doesn't want. Just... He he makes sure to point out you don't want fava beans. Fava beans are bad. They yeah. killed Pythagoras. That's correct. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he uh, Pythagoras killed fava beans' dog. So I mean, <laughs> true facts. He had it coming. Yeah. Where's your triangle now? See, <laughs> <laughs> Stallone. <laughs> Get him! So, uh, yeah, after talking hey, to the... what if we figured out how to make a right triangle, but where's the angles of the other sides of the triangle? I don't know. Pythagoras? Maybe I should sit down and make a lot of squares and try to figure this out in some sort of equation. I'll pay a lot of money to see Sylvester Stallone star in the Pythagoras story. Oh, man. I think we've mentioned this on the podcast, and I'm going to mention it again because I need it to happen. Sylvester Stallone has been trying to make and star in an Edgar Allan Poe biopic. Oh, it should happen. It should happen. It needs to happen. No, ever since Russell Crowe got to play uh, What's-His-Name in A Beautiful Mind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They should have all done it, baby. Man, I just... Hey, House uh, Usher, it's a pretty good house you got here. Be a shame if there was a plague that happened to it. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, the Bean Man is like... Uh, they finally He's like... like, I sell beans that you can't see but are everywhere. Oh, yeah, right. it's laden yeah. with riddles and bullshit. Long yeah. story short, he gets a big vase. Yeah, he takes him to a clock store and receives a vase. And gives him a vase and then he disappears. Yeah, and then meanwhile... Uh, uh, 
while this happens, uh, Spike catches the eye of uh, uh, some a fellow, lady, yeah, a veiled a lady, yeah, a, a beautiful veiled woman uh, passing back, and he makes note of that as that will come up. Later on in the movie, True Spike fact. knows he's in a movie. I think, which is why he's so lazy and shitty. Sure, well, a lot of because he's like, are. I'm the main character. I know I can't die. So, anyways, uh, they go back. To, they all meet back on the ship. Uh, Edward or Ed finds um, like a marble, a marble in the, in the yeah, vase because the the toxin is in the same capsule as it is in the movie The Rock. Right. Yeah. Correct. This is a world where all all drugs are stored in marble form. No. Um, yeah. It's like in the beginning of fucking. Uh, I don't know. No. No. Nah, yeah. It's, it's not like that at all. No. Yeah. That was uh, bad. Yeah, Meanwhile, we do get... Uh, <laughs> it just, you know, not a bad metaphor, but one that certainly didn't hold up to as much scrutiny as I would you have You know, you're to. right, you're right. You're We're not right. cutting any of this, right? We're leaving oh, it all... Oh, definitely It all not. stays. Right? I don't did. cut anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, uh, we meet our... Uh, we have a brief scene with our bad guy and the young hacker kid where they are uh, driving to uh, a, a... Like a warehouse. A pumpkin like a warehouse. warehouse. Yeah. yeah, a crime warehouse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is where we find out that this guy's name is Vincent... Um, and he is working with this young hacker kid to uh, spread whatever he's spreading. Yeah, he's planning a bigger biological attack to happen on Halloween, specifically. Right. He tells like, a little story about purgatory and yeah. about how Halloween is the one night that ghosts from purgatory can uh, try hard enough. Yeah. And there's, again, a, a lot, lot of, of just f- sad boy bedroom-dwelling yeah. bullshit in yeah, this movie. Yeah, a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Lot Which, of bullshit. But at the time, when I was watching this movie, fresh out of high school, about to be in college, I was like, yeah, this is a big boy movie for me. A big boy. It has big boy ideas. It does. About Halloween and stuff. That's true. Like grown-ups. Hell think. yeah. Like grown-ups. big boy grown-ups. Halloween. That's true. It's the one night that they can get whiskey drunk. Yeah. Or, as Vincent says, get to heaven. Sure. Yeah. Well, because he's that mean, Does that mean knocking boots? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're whiskey drunk. Yeah. Oh, okay. So not knocking boots. <laughs> yeah. He, he's talking specifically. Fumbling around awkwardly. Just, yeah. Trying to, sh- just trying to like, mash it in. I yeah. understand what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. The, thing, the, the real irony of Vincent as a character is he has conflated death with the little death. Mm. He's trying to make sure everyone has a good time, not knowing that he's actually hurting people. Oh, of yeah. course. Like Lenny from Of Mice and Men, writ large. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> Stuff happens, I think. So yeah, they reconvene at yeah, the Bebop Spike... and they find that there's this weird toxin inside this marble that looks like regular blood cells. Yeah, but... leukocytes or yeah, something like but that. But it's actually a bunch of nanobots that destroy your whole body. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Spike steals a garbage truck and he goes to the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical place company, yeah. to get information. He's caught almost immediately. Yeah, because he, uh, the woman who he passed in the market yes. recognizes him in the hallway. Electra. Yeah. Right. Right, and they have a pretty sweet fight scene. This is 42 minutes into the movie where the first instance of jazz occurs. Yeah. It's also 42 minutes into the movie, approximately 40 minutes after the last action scene occurred. (laughs) Something like that, something like that. We've Uh, been getting a lot of bullshit. (laughs) Well, I think that this movie might have been made like those really bad Futurama movies where it's supposed to be split up into four episodes after you. There's definitely multiple times the movie cut to black and I was like, is that the end of the movie? (laughs) Yeah, we're just going. This movie was definitely uh, produced with an eye on running it on television. Sure. Split up into multiple parts. Right. 
so they have a nice little fight scene, which is a like... A room fight. Yeah, it's a really well-animated scene where he does that 90s hero thing of flirting with her while he fights her. Yeah. Um, yeah, he says, I'll flip a coin while we're fighting. If it's heads, you win. If it's tails, we go on a date. This is... The first time, but certainly not the last time, Electra will have to bargain with dates. Yep. Yeah. Well, she doesn't really bargain so much. She just breaks his broomstick and he drops the coin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then the like the uh, security forces arrive and they are like heavily armed security forces. Yeah. yeah they are their own like sort of like army. Uh, they chase uh, Spike out of the building. He manages to he hop on the back of two of the goons with fucking uh, um, fire, fire extinguisher. extinguisher. Yeah, that's right. And then he leaps onto the back of a garbage truck that's leaving, uh, but it gets caught at the gate. They close the gate on him. What is he going to do? He's surrounded by goons. He's going to jump over the fire truck and escape. Yeah, just end of the scene. Garbage. He's out the door. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't realize that, but if those security forces leave the gated area, they're out of their jurisdiction. That's yeah. right. It's Perfect. up to the feds now. Yeah. Uh, so uh, now Spike knows that that lady works at that place. Yeah, and there's a connection between uh, the between pharmaceutical she also company. She sees in the fighting that she has the same tattoo that Faye said that Vincent had. Correct. Yeah, so Which, now we know that they're like connected in yeah. some way. And Faye, with Ed's help, hacks into uh, the tattoo internet, I guess. Yeah. And they discover that the tattoo that they share is from like a Martian Marine Corps that fought on Titan together. I, you know, I love Ed's like hacker internet interface. Oh, it's beautiful. It's it's like a literal ocean that it's you an, have to pretend to swim in. It's yep. an ocean that you have to pretend to swim in while ads and websites pass by you, and the cursor is a angle and is an angler or an angel Ang- anglerfish yeah, with a little light on its head. And then when you want to hack into something, you call in piranhas and they bite at it. Yeah. yeah. It's and if Facebook gets its way, we'll all hook up to the Oculus Rift and experience the internet in the dumbest ways possible. Mm. I'm very excited. It reminds me of like when we thought that the internet was gonna be like a big virtual mall that you have to like like uh, Ultima Underworld style controlling <laughs> Avatar and reviving. Well, do you remember? Have you ever seen the movie Disclosure? No. With, oh, so there's this movie. Have you seen Disclosure? No. I only like things to be reclosed. Sure. Yeah. So it's a movie. It's it's based off a Michael Crichton book. It's a movie with Michael Douglas and Demi Moore. Where Demi... oh, is this the net? Are you thinking of the no, net? No, that's no, Sandra no. Bullock. I may have seen this. So movie, this is a movie that, where basically. Uh, Michael Douglas is a married man, a former flame oh, the of game. his. You're thinking no, of the shut game. up! I have a very specific story that's related to the internet, <laughs> oh. and I'm not letting you derail me. <laughs> is this the one where that guy with glasses comes back and offers Homer a bunch of money so no! that he can sleep with Marge or have one no! night with Marge? Artie, that's his name. Shut right? up! Yeah, okay. no, Ooh, voiced by John Lovitz. Oh no, shit! That's yeah, true. yeah, that's right, that's right. Because that's one of the like three canonical Simpsons characters that John Lovitz has voiced over the course of the series. He also did the uh, director of uh, Streetcar Named Desire, the musical. That uh, okay. starred okay. Marge and Flanders. Yeah. So, anyways, Michael Douglas and Demi Moore. Did you stop the recording? I think you I stopped us out. I stopped your mic. Oh. Oh. You've gone mad with power. Damn uh, dirty producer credit. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Michael Douglas and Demi Moore both work for this software company. She comes on to him very aggressively. He says no, but then eventually uh, he gives in, and they start to like make out. He starts yeah, aggressively. Basic shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
He starts <laughs> aggressively fingering her, and then he realizes that, oh no, I'm married, I have to go home. And then the next day, she accuses him of sexual harassment. That is the basic premise of the movie. The rest of it is a very gross crime drama. It's a very bad movie. But the weird B subplot of the movie <laughs> is that his company has built the first virtual reality filing cabinet. <laughs> and it's at the very end of the movie, you get to see what it is, and it's Michael Douglas wearing VR goggles. He goes into a Tron-like world <laughs> that is literally a series of file cabinets, and we cut back and forth between him in an office with the gloves pretending to open file cabinets and meticulously go through them, and then his avatar in the Tron world doing it to, like, very badly uh, done uh, things. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like it's, that episode of Community where Jesus wept! Yes, that is specifically a reference to Disclosure! <laughs> You didn't understand it because it's only for smart people like Rick and Morty. Your IQ's not high enough. Record back on. Nice. Joke's on you. Now you have to do editing. Nope. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, they discover, they make the connection that this woman and Vincent were both part of uh, the Martian Marines uh, who were sent to fight a war on the Moon Titan. Uh, we basically surmise that Vincent was or no yeah this is this is when uh Faye is just like ah it's hopeless we'll never find him right and Ed is just like well we got this hat and we got this dog let's make this dog smell this hat and then like bloodhound into the what is it, Alpha City I think is the name yeah. of the city yeah and, and they find they find the kid the uh, kid. not before they find 90s transphobia yeah, but yeah a little bit of 90s transphobia which like whoof uh, they clearly meet a character who is uh, it's not really discussed or named in the movie but uh, certainly a, a trans or non-binary character which in itself Okay, fine. It's not the most flattering drawing of a person like that. It's a giant muscle man in a with long like blonde hair. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, okay, this is like the Orientalism equivalent of transphobia. But then the character straight up says, "Hey, little boy, come back here and we'll have some fun." And she says, "But I'm a girl." And the the other person says, uh, "I'm disgusted by that. Get out of here! You're uh, going to ruin my reputation." Is yeah. what the that's exactly yeah. that's exactly what they say. Yeah, that's the part that makes it super fucking gross. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so I would advise that if you are sensitive to such issues, this is the part of the movie that you get popcorn. Yeah, it's a good part for yeah. popcorn or beers. Stim- yeah, or pee. Yeah. Anything, really. I would... L- so there is the... I want to be clear. Go get pee. Don't go to pee. <laughs> yeah. Correct. But stick around just to the scene where uh, they knock on the first door and some guy in a bathrobe yeah. tries to shoot her with a shotgun. <laughs> Because yeah. that's golden. And yeah, as soon goes, as that's done, go get a beer she rings and the, come back. She rings the doorbell and goes, trick or treat. And he goes, Halloween is tomorrow. You get out of here. I'll kill you. <laughs> Boom. Bam. Bam. <laughs> yeah. It's gold. gold. It's great. Gold. It's great. Yeah. Just make sure to get back before Ed calls Faye, tells her where she's at. Faye's like, no, no, no. Stay there. I'll be right there. And then Ed fucks yeah, right yeah, off. And then Ed goes, I'm standing guard. Ooh, are those kids? Do, do, do. Yep. Do, do, do. There's a parade of children also trick-or-treating the day before Halloween. And she's like, yep, I go there now. Yep. Uh, so Faye arrives at Ed's last known location. And it's just like, okay, she said that she saw the hacker here. But there's like four buildings. I don't know which one the hacker is in. Cut to a like 
loft apartment that bad guy has rented out and hacker guy is there and uh Vincent is playing uh, like marble solitaire. Yes, uh, making a real big metaphor about how like how a lot lonely, more sad boy bullshit. How lonely yeah. life is, and, yeah. and how dark the world is, and, and I'm a big boy, and I have big boy ideas. It's the marble version of that golf tee game they have at Cracker Barrel. Correct. Right. Yeah. No. And then he blows up a marble and kills the hacker. Yeah. But the hacker first breaks a window, and that gives Faye an idea of where to go. Yes. So Faye comes in, uh, sees the hacker die. He's still talking about fucking Sporky Donkey. Oh, yeah, no, it's a bunch of shit. Very grating. Uh, and then he dies saying, Press my reset button, which is just like, all right, shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's it's like, now dead. He, so he's he very will. clearly like that thing that was very popular in the 80s. Of the nerd what thinks it's an alien or robot. Yeah, or like, oh, he's so in... Like uh, Tom Hanks in that uh, D&D warning movie. Yeah. Where he <laughs> thinks it's real. Uh, but he dies. Faye inhales some of the, like, nanobot virus. Starts coughing. Vincent shows up. She shoots in the air as Vincent grabs her gun, making a cut on Vincent's hand. And he... Vampire drinks some of his own blood and then uh, Blade Runner style smooches uh, Faye in a very uncomfortable scene. Yeah. And apparently spits that blood in her mouth. Yep. yep. Uh, I will say that, like, again, surprisingly tasteful in that it doesn't, like, linger on this yeah, assault. Yeah, no. He no, no, it gets gross later. Mouth and then they cut away. Like, yeah. you don't have to see much more. So, like, in your head, again, like, I don't think that it actually went further than that based no, on his actions later, later on in the movie. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. But when the scene ends, you... You feel you very assume relieved. that that's what's gonna happen, yeah. though. Right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there is just a sense of relief of, like, well, at least they're not gonna make me, like... Watch it. Watch gross stuff. Yeah, yeah you Spike, have to wait uh, until later in the 2000s before they do that. Yeah. That's true. Spike, hey, Mark. Yo, Mark. Hey. Hey, John. Mark. Hey. Cartoons? They're not for kids anymore. You know it, buddy boy. Mm-hmm. I watch Big Boy Toonami now. Yeah, it comes on after work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Spike takes a nap for the next, like, 20 minutes of the movie. Well, he puts on headphones, and Jet's just like, oh, you're just gonna slack off. And he's just like, yep, that's me. But he's actually listening to a bug that he planted yes. on Electra, and realizes that, you know, he hears over the airwaves, we've got target movement. And he's like, oh, shit, I love target movement. Let's figure this out together. Yeah. And so he does what any reasonable bounty hunter would do to get to their quarry fast. He takes the subway. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the transit system's there. If you don't use it, it's like it's not even there. Yeah, uh, right. Electra drives her hatchback. Everyone drives a hatchback in this movie. Yeah. Gotta put them groceries somewhere. Here's the thing. I legitimately wish that hatchbacks came back because I cannot tell you the, like, agonizing anxiety I have when I pull into a parking space that's just thin enough where I'm like, shit, can I fit out the door <laughs> without bumping this other car? I guess I just live here now. Nah. But you could crawl out the back if you had a hatchback. Ooh, if I had a hatchback and the doors just went straight up? Yeah, buddy. or a moonroof. Technically, Ooh, yeah. if your trunk wasn't no, full of shit. No, just, moonroof just, like, pops up. Sunroof goes all the way back. It's all the same thing. It all comes out in the wash. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's all the same color on the other way out. <laughs> 
Uh, so they Spike finds out uh, that they are... I want to be clear. I'm eating moonroofs and sunroofs. Moon yeah. yeah. Well, that's because moonroofs are made of cheese. Correct. It's true. And sunroofs are made of sunny delight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Which is way better than the purple stuff. You're getting a well-balanced Correct. meal there. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Uh, congratulations yeah. on your bowel movements, I guess. They're powerful and plentiful. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Kellogg would be proud. <laughs> Uh, so he finds out that they are congregating at, like, a big transit station before Electra finds and breaks the bug. Uh, Electra, Vincent gets into a monorail. Electra gets into a car further down on the monorail. And Spike arrives just in time to see the monorail leave. So he jumps on the monorail track and, like, Runs keeps pace with it yeah. and then drops down. Does he have, like... Special abilities? No, it's no. just an okay. uh, They They do seem to be able to drop from long heights, but I think you're just supposed to assume the monorail isn't going very fast. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's, he just does it's like just, a number of superhuman things. Yeah. It's just action star stuff. Okay. Yeah. You know Especially I mean? the jumping from high high places. Yeah. yeah. There's several times when you're like, he's not going to live through that. I was like, why? He still have shins. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, He jumps off like a bridge and then rolls. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's cool. Exactly. As long as you disperse the energy, you're fine. Uh, so they, uh, this is the kind of meeting of our protagonist and antagonist as Spike gets to the front of the train where Vincent is. Uh, they have a real good fight, actually. Uh, yeah. There's kind of a standoff where uh, they, Vincent shoots Electra, who is coming into the train car. Right and in the shoulder, like yeah, and drops Instigates her. the fight that they're having. Um Thank you. Sorry. Uh, we'll yeah, peek but, behind the curtain. We got beer refills. Uh, Vincent kind of gets the upper hand in the fight and kicks the crap out of Spike a bit. Uh, he doesn't just kick the crap out of him. He grabs onto his lungs. Yeah, at one point he reaches into his body with his fingers. And starts squeezing his lungs. Yeah, and before picking Spike up by the neck and shoving him out a window. Yep. Uh, and he says, hey, what's your name? Spike Spiegel. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'll meet you in another world. Because he can't do anything without a bunch of basement dwelling bullshit. Yeah, because yeah, he's it's... a big boy with big boy ideas. And then uh, uh, Electra uh, pops back up now with a bandage on her arm. And she's like, I'm going to shoot you. And he's like, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. So he shoots Spike through the chest and drops him out the window into the water below. Yeah. And then he uh, takes a grenade out of his jacket and pulls the pin, holds it up. It explodes. It's more of like a concussive force. It's not like a yeah, fire It seemed explosion. like a smoke grenade or something. Yeah. But there was definitely like force because it's enough to disrail the sure, monorail. Sure, yeah, sure. it fucks up the front of the monorail and it just like screeches yeah. to a halt. The real like up. power of it is that this uh, has dispersed, again, the airborne virus. Uh, nanovirus. Yes. But for some reason, Electra is unaffected. Oh, yeah. weird. Uh, so Spike plummets into the like waterway where he the is saved by friendly Native Americans on Mars. Correct. Uh, which again, who boy? Yeah, who boy? Yeah, uh, who culturally, boy. real dicey territory we're in. Yeah, it was weird to see the Washington football team's old mascot just sitting there staring at. Me. Yeah, right, with a dog and a friend mm-hmm. and a campfire. No, uh, it's, it's, it's and a teepee. Yep. In a economically depressed area. He's also yep. speaking a bunch of gibberish about bullshit. Yeah. Correct. The it's, eyeball of truth, and now you got to open it and shit. Yeah. 
Uh, it's real. I remember all those episodes system. of the X Files. Yikes! Yeah, yeah buddy, <laughs> you're not wrong. Hey, at least they hired Floyd Crow Westerman to play those characters. Well, the thing, they and don't... not just a Sicilian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing they don't tell you is that at some point or another, Chris Carter actually got to take peyote, and I yeah, think right? that's the problem with the later X Files. <laughs> they let him in on the good drugs. Uh, so, uh, Spike, yeah. I just, sorry, I uh, have to pause for a brief but necessary detour into the world of Millennium. Ooh, my favorite show. Uh, I just learned that Millennium, which lasted one season and was promptly shit-canned. No, uh, no Millennium, Millennium lasted three seasons. Yeah. Oh, okay. Also, let's not talk about the third one. And I am an avid fan of this show. Go on. Uh, I didn't realize that they take up a whole two episodes of The X-Files to have a Millennium finale. Yes, yes. they do. They do. And it's not great. No, it's, it's really not. And it's a mess because it's a finale on the end of the third season, which is a fucking garbage fire. <laughs> None of the third season should have happened. Yeah, Chris Carter just can't end shit. No, I mean he's not the only one. That's true. But yeah, he didn't end it. He didn't end it well. He's also, I think, got the lost problem where I don't think he knew where that arc was going in the X Files. Like I, I don't, yeah, I don't any think he had any idea where the well, end was going to go. The, the problem is they they finished their for the most part first arc at the end of like season four, and then Fox was like, "More X Files, please." Yeah, and then that's when he went scrambling and was like, "The uh, bees." <laughs> well, it turns Fox... out that there's clones and aliens and alien clones. When the network shows up with that dump truck full of money, though, yeah, <laughs> you just for gotta sure. do things. Yeah, it just kind of like I wish that he would have just done. All right, then it's just monster of the week shit you know yeah like you got an evergreen premise right there yeah you really do like you didn't need the like bullshit mythology after you had already resolved all your plot threads correct anyway back to this movie uh so spike gets brought back on board the bebop uh interspersed we have some scenes before that of jet being real lonely in the ship with nothing but Ein to keep him company and he's doing that whole like well, I don't even care if they come back. I'm a big, strong man who doesn't care about anything. Smoke, smoke, smoke. Cry, cry, cry. Yeah. yeah. Sad basement-dwelling bullshit. Yeah, again. I'm a big boy. I deserve a big boy movie. Yeah. With my big boy cereal. Isn't that right, Denver the Last Dinosaur? <laughs> Grrrr! <laughs> Uh, I recently rewatched the initial pilot of Denver the Last Dinosaur. It's available in its entirety on YouTube. Uh, nice. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I mean, Denver the Last Dinosaur is very stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's a dumb idea. Does he skateboard in the pilot or do they save that for series? Oh, you know it. By the end of the pilot, he skateboards <laughs> and learns how to play the electric guitar. <laughs> nice. Despite having no opposable thumbs and or, being a dinosaur. Yeah, and thus having no concept of timing or music or strings or tools or how things work or why to do things. Nah, as soon as Denver hatches fully grown out of that big egg... <laughs> Uh, you know, as dinosaurs do. He's ready to rock. He's really into rock and roll music. Yeah. <laughs> Any yeah. old way you choose it. I don't know any more lyrics to that song. I don't think anyone does. Uh, I believe if, uh, if it's got a if backbone... If you don't use it, chew it. If you've got a backbone, you can abuse it, I think. <laughs> think so? That's a weird one, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, well, you're doing the worm. That requires a lot of like planks to to build up the core back strength. Right. For. I yeah. only remember that song because it's in one of the Yahoo serious movies. Yeah. That's fair. 
Uh, so Spike recovers from his wounds and then goes back to uh, fucking Orientalism Alley to meet the character that had given him Dr. Bean. Yeah. Yeah. All meanwhile, Faye is tied up on the floor of the like rented out loft apartment. Yeah, yeah. while, no while yeah. Vincent and, continues yelling sad boy yeah. bedroom dwelling oh, bullshit geez. at her. But the only relevant part there is that his blood is like a, immune to the virus. This is where we get the... F- and he has given that immunity to Faye through the blood. Yeah, by spitting blood in her yeah. mouth. Yeah. Uh, we learned that while he was fighting on Titan, uh, it was all just a pretense to get a whole bunch of like healthy bodies away from like the authorities to do nanobot experiments. And the experiments that they did on Vincent gave him this immunity to the like bioweapon that they also created. Right. And they while also he was... eradicated his memory and yes. past and sense of self. And while yeah. he was on Titan, he fought giants with creepy smiles. Correct. Yeah. Who were attacking Titan. As we all yeah. do. Yes. Yeah. With uh, their muscles on the outside. Oh, no. I've only seen four minutes of Attack on Titan. It was fine. It's okay until it gets really pro-fascist. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I saw literally like the first four minutes of it where like the Titan goes, Burr! and they smile crush things. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, that's pretty much all you need, actually. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it was a big like... Oh my god thing back when like Walking Dead was like the highest rated show and it mm. kind of like rode that same thing of like hey hey Mark hey TV's not for kids anymore ooh it's totally not oh we got grown up stories where yeah. people say fuck and die hey yeah. when I was a kid I watched plenty of grown up stories it was called Murphy Brown that's true ooh, very true she taught me that no matter how hard life is you gotta keep your chin up cause it can get better if you work at it she taught me it's okay to make fun of Dan Quayle oh yeah over and over again she taught me and when real life Dan Quayle demands an apology from a fake character on a TV show <laughs> that fake character you says fun of that fuck you Dan Quayle fuck yeah yep. I will say this Murphy Brown reboot real, real bad, bad. Ooh. Yeah, Hard agree. I bet. I didn't uh, even try that one. And I had very tempered expectations for it. I was like, you know what? It's just going to be fun to see these actors together right. again. It's not going to be like amazing, you know? Uh, there's not like plot threads that need to be resolved, but like, who boy! It was rough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of rough, the Cowboy Bebop terrorist plan. Uh, so we find out that Vincent, because he is immune... He has, like, a Final Fantasy end boss syndrome where he's just like, well, then nothing matters and I will destroy the world. Yeah. Uh, But he wants a girlfriend after it's done, which is why he made Faye immune. Uh, He finds out that the cops are starting to get close to his conspiracy, so he's got to, like, clear his tracks and fucking move forward with his plan, which is to put the virus in dispersal units that can be activated during the big Martian Halloween parade. Right, yeah. they got a big uh, they got a big float parade, and he's filling the pumpkins with virus. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Electra goes back to her bosses, and she goes to this guy named Steve, and she's like, "Hey, Steve, I got suspicion. Can you test my blood? Keep it under wraps." And he goes, "No problem. And since I'm such a nice guy, you want to go on a date?" And she goes. Ugh. <sighs> Sure. sure. And then the best line of the movie oh, yeah. is he goes, ooh, looks like I'm going on a date. Yeah. yeah. It's great that they get fucking like Stifler from the American yeah. Pie movies <laughs> yep. 
to do a cameo in this. this. Big dumb idiot. Uh, well, it turns out her blood also has the, uh, uh, the uh, antibodies, antibodies in it. And she is uh, thusly arrested and put into pharmaceutical company yeah. jail. Yeah, it turns which out also that... happens to Spike as soon as he finishes talking to the Arab guy again. Yeah, so he finds out that the, the character that he got the vase from at the beginning of the yeah, movie... Yeah, Mr. Beans Mr. turns Beans. out to be Dr. Beans. Yes. Dr. Beans. Uh, and he was the one who, uh, through great pressure of this pharmaceutical company, had come up with this biological weapon and then also a vaccine for this biological weapon. Right. But he had a crisis of conscience... So he wanted to destroy all of his work, but they had already taken the weapon. So all he could do was get rid of the vaccine, which is, uh, that's a bad use of your moral crisis, dude. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. the best choice. And meanwhile, the pharmaceutical company is doing everything they can to just let people die of the disease as it is. And or, and they will not pursue a vaccine because they just don't, they want to keep everything under wraps. Right. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to, they don't want their complicity in this bioweapon to be revealed. And it's also uh, heavily... Uh, implied that, like, they are the Martian government. Right. Yes. Yeah. They're uh, like the fucking Wayland yutani of <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Spike and Elektra are in jail. He once again follows up on his uh, Sorry, quest gotta, for a date. go back in time real quick of uh, how Dr. Beans exits his little Oh, yeah, that's right. Scene. Yeah, he, they finish their conversation, and then Spike is just like, oh, okay, well... And yeah, he's just like, basically, you know, like, this doctor, whoever he is, uh, must feel real bad about what he did, and so he came to this street to disappear, I'll bet. And Spike is like, all right, give him a message for me, and punches him in his stomach. <laughs> and then he gets up and goes, <clears throat> okay, and then sits on the railing of these stairs and, and slides away. Which is such a good choice. It's so good. Yeah. Every scene should end with at least one character sliding off screen. I, one of the things I do really appreciate about this movie is that it has a good sense of humor for the most part. And like it's got lots of dumb tiny jokes like that yeah. where people like enter and exit in the weirdest, dumbest ways. Yeah, I think it, it vacillates a little too wildly between its humor and its like really embarrassing thinks it's very deep philosophical sure. stuff. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, which again, when this stuff is, cause the show gets kind of like sad boy, but it, because it's got such like each episode is a shorter runtime, it just feels less like tonal whiplash. It's not, and, and like, you don't have the cumulative effect of like exactly. an hour and 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, both Spike and Electra are in, uh, <laughs> Pharmacy jail! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, this refill was supposed to have 100 pills, and you gave me 101 pills to pharmacy jail with you! Yeah, so they're hanging out in pharmacy jail. As somebody, where... by the way, who worked in a pharmacy for a long time, there is a thing called... There is a, like, a pharmacy jail type thing. It's called being fired from your pharmacy. Because <laughs> if you make mistakes like that, you don't get to keep your job. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you, but you know what? We can drop pills all over the floor all we want, not dust them off, and just serve them to you, the public. <laughs> nice. That's a fun thing you should learn about work, about, about your stuff in a pharmacy. We drop it all the time. Well, here's the and thing. we never sweep the floors. Yeah. You're welcome. You can't <laughs> wash the medicine. It will just go away at that point. Ah, uh, yeah. but some medicines come in capsule form, and those you can brush off. <laughs> we don't. 
Well, whatever's in the medicine is probably going to kill whatever germs got on the pills in the first yep, place. Yep, you're right. Those diabetes medications <laughs> yeah, right. are just going to melt the germs away. Very antiseptic. My favorite product that we had in the pharmacy was a product called Edex. And I don't know if I've talked about it before, but I'm going to. It is a male enhancement product. Nice. Applied directly to the penis. Sort of. Yeah. Uh, but No, I know exactly yeah, what this is. But instead of like a pill or like a cream, it is a half-inch needle you insert directly into your erect penis. Oh, well, technically flaccid. flaccid penis, and then it makes it erect. Basically, here's how it works, Patrick. I see you are very upset, <laughs> so I'm going to explain it further. So it begins, and I learned this because they had a video on their website back in the day that showed you how it was done, and with like little cartoons, and it was hosted by the lead... Uh, the guy who played the CEO of Movies in Dogma. <laughs> and actually, I remember watching this video in the pharmacy and going like, this the guy from Dogma who gets beat up. <laughs> so uh, you first take your penis, as you do, uh, and wipe it down with rubbing alcohol. You know how that would feel good. Yeah. Uh, and the whole thing, it's got to be nice and clean. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. by the way... Because, again, you're putting a needle into that skin. Yes. Then you take the half-inch needle and insert it. Uh, you stretch your penis out. As far as it will go, and insert the yeah. needle all the way, inject the medication in, snap it back, uh, then take more rubbing alcohol and clean up the open oh, wound on your penis. Yeah. Then your penis becomes encorged, and then you have sex with that hole in your penis. So here's Whoa. the thing. I have never been that horny where it's like, yeah, before we have sex, stab yourself in the penis real quick. Sure. But uh. if... It was, hey, stab yourself in the penis real quick or you'll never have sex again. Like, if that's the only way you can have sure. sex. Yeah, all right. It's going to be gross and weird, but, like, look, I, I'll excuse myself to the restroom to take care of my dark business. Yeah, yes. look, 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 look. I mean, yeah, for me, as the average human being, I would not want to do it. It does seem painful and a bit much, but I understand why it exists. Now, wait a minute, though, because you didn't say it was an erectile dysfunction medication. Oh, I did. I thought you said it was a male enhancement. <laughs> the same thing. Uh, that's true. Uh, insurance covers it either way. Either way? Okay, nice. Yeah, it's not... Because I think extends. enhancement is... Yeah, extends. Giving yeah, you a like little extra Jim, inches. Jimmy Johnson ain't there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. All right, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. My favorite... You know, one of my favorite things to do is to... When I go to the, like a gas station or a convenience store is to look at like the giant wall of male enhancement pills they have Ooh, what there. What is it? The donkey pills! Yeah, my favorite is... The business pill. Ooh. And then it's just a black box that says the business pill. And then underneath it says, give her the business. You know it. I prefer the pills that have wacky cartoon drawings. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Those are great too. Those are great too. Where it looks like a Spencer's gift calendar. Yeah. And there's like a whole, just a whole GNC just champed into a yeah. pill. I'm pretty sure most of them are just those little pills that when you put in water, they grow into a dinosaur. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Thanks. growing into a dinosaur, uh, they have... Oh, that documentary where at the end Walter Cronkite is talking about dinosaurs? And, and that's then... how you grow a dinosaur. No, and then it turns out that the whole crew of his show are dinosaurs, oh, and then no. he turns into a dinosaur? <laughs> that's a real thing. It's called it. Dinosaurs Alive! <laughs> <laughs> it's a four-disc set. I own it. We'll watch it next. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. I'm excited. Uh, it's so... wildly out of date, because it's dinosaur... Literature from the 80s. Oh, no. Sure, yeah. They're all lizards. Nobody knows how dinosaurs came about or why they went away. Probably it was due to them being very bored. Mm. Right? Yeah. I probably. would be. No video games? For like millions of years? 
No, thank you. Real bummer. Uh, anyway, anyway, Spike and Electra are in jail. They have a little bit more uh, sad boy where she, Electra says, like, I used to be in love with Vincent when we were in the army together, but when I saw him on the train, he didn't recognize me, and now I don't know, like, what I'm living for anymore. And Spike's just like, yeah, one time I had a relationship with a lady that didn't work out, and I also don't know why to be alive anymore. Anyway, uh, let's break out of this jail, what do you say? And she's like, got nothing better to do. Cool! And just at that moment, some goons walk by. They beat them up, take will, their keys, oh, and let themselves out of jail. They yeah. have the greatest plan to get out, which is they're taking Electra out, presumably to take her behind the woodshed and yes. uh, fucking Fredo her, I yeah. guess. Um, Spike has the brilliant idea of, hey, there's no law that says I can't get a smoke in here. Got a cig. <laughs> and the, uh, I was... I forgot about this scene in the movie and was fully expecting the guard to turn around and just like, shut up, inmate, and like gut him with yeah, the butt right. of his rifle and like that be how they get out. But he's just like, permission, sir? <laughs> well, that was back when America was still great. Yeah, and then he goes, request denied. And then the guy goes, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And then he gets pulled through the bars and yeah. everybody gets beat up and they get let out. And Spike gets his cigarette, yeah, though. He, gets from a, the, uh, he from takes the, guard. the cigarette from the guard before he takes the guard's gun. Correct. Because here's the thing, dare program. I don't care how many commercials you have where Michael Jordan is telling me that only a fool would smoke a cigarette. Smoking is very cool. Yeah, Joe Camel told me so. That's the Joe Camel didn't even need to tell me so. Just looking at it ever is just like it's a fire stick that lets you breathe dragon smoke. Yeah, and if you do it, Joe Camel gives you tiny pieces of money. You can turn in for things like canoes or leather jackets. Yeah, or like a sports bag. That's why we as a society need to stop trying to get people to not smoke anymore because smoking is so cool, you guys. Yeah, we just need We just need harmless cigarettes. Yeah! Like, if if fucking vape pens were literally just like, I don't know, it's water vapor and vitamin D, I guess... Fuck yes, sign me up. That sounds rad as hell. Well, bad news though, I'm pretty sure it's the vitamin E in the vape pens that's killing everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I want vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin. Yeah. Then I never have to leave the house. I'm in I can vape my son. <laughs> but like, fucking seriously, if I could have a cool cyberpunk e-cigarette that was just like purely harmless. Oh man. Living the dream. Be a great day. Be a great day for America. And therefore, (laughs) therefore, the rest of the The world. world. Yeah, true. Therefore. Uh, So Uh, so Spike and Electra are going through the pharmaceutical company, uh, and they are like, okay, they have my blood. They're probably making a vaccine. Let's go to the labs and steal the vaccine. Uh, And they're like, all right, cool, let's do it. And who should they run into in the labs? Steve! Steve! By the way, Steve looks exactly like uh, former WCW and WWF wrestler Sid Vicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For some reason. It's the the shock orange hair. His hair is red. Yeah, Yeah, he's got the the, the wavy mullet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Spike has him at gunpoint. He says to Electra, like, Oh, uh, it's in, like, we've got some vaccine. It's in, like, that locker. I promise. It's yellow packets. And they're like, all right, let's get out of here. And Electra's just like, uh, Steve is just like, hey, Electra, like, I'm sorry what happened. And it's like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I don't have time for, like, office small talk right now. Uh, I'm escaping from armed guards. Right. They leave, and uh, Steve has his exit line. (sighs) Yeah, which is like, 
Ooh, looks like the date's still up. <laughs> like all it's missing Rock is Rock and Steve. Yeah, all it's missing is him going booyah. <laughs> right? Anyway, hopefully that crooked dean doesn't find out that I've been cheating on my chemistry tests. Otherwise, I might be on probation and I'll miss the regatta. Uh, So now Spike and Elektra and the whole team have put together their final plan. Yeah. Uh, Uh, In the meantime, like, Faye has escaped the clutches of Vincent. Vincent says, "Uh, I'm going to the Halloween party. I'll meet you on the bridge that connects Earth and Heaven. This is after Bye. he, like, cuts her shirt open. Yeah, it's Yeah, he gross. cuts his shirt open like he's going to do something terrible, but then he gets interrupted by the guy who made all the inflatable pumpkins yes. for him, who yeah. he promptly kills, and then he just leaves. And he leaves the knife in the corpse, and this is why you don't leave the knife in the corpse. Faye uses that knife to cut her bonds and escape. Correct. True facts. So everyone uh, returns back to the bebop, and Jet... Like, up until this point, the last time we saw Jet, Ed was like, where is everybody? He's like, I don't know. I don't know and I don't care. Shut up. Feelings are stupid. And they show up and he just starts, like, yelling at them. He's like, oh, Spike, you finally decided to grace us with your yeah, presence. He, he puts yeah, in, he puts in a lot of mom guilt of, like, oh, Nat, would it kill you to call? Yeah, right. right. Look at you. Eat, eat. You're so skinny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they, they've come up with this whole big plan. Yeah, they're going to, they're sending Faye to the atmospheric control building to make it rain. They're Hell sending yeah. Jet. So they're going to sh- just drop dollar bills dollar from bills. the sky, yeah. baby. Yeah. Sending Jet to a local airfield to get a bunch to of get planes, planes to put the virus or the antibodies in the rain. Yeah, the a- antidote, yeah. which they are taking out of the weird, like, uh, packets and squeezing them into disused like water bottles. Yeah, any old leftover bottle. bottles. There's liquor bottles, beer bottles, water bottles. Well, that's because like I can see why because then you only have to open one bottle instead of like several small packs. It's like the difference between having a bottle of soy sauce and some packets of soy sauce. Just get nah, a couple buckets, know. man. Buckets in this economy? They're eating nothing but cup of noodles, dude. Use some of them cups. <laughs> yeah, use the noodles. Those cups aren't that much bigger than the pouches that these vaccines are coming in. But it'd be a lot easier to pour like four of them into a, a cup than trying to squeeze it in through a tiny hole. Nah, they figured it out. Yeah, that's true. Fun. Ed is doing it from like eight feet away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jet goes. Also, to the local... Ed has the bendy arms and legs of the dog from Adventure Time. Yeah, and correct. it freaks me out. She's yeah. essentially Gumby. Uh, but yeah, Jet goes to the airfield to rent out some planes, like crop dusters. And meanwhile, uh, Spike is going. Uh, he's to, going downtown. But he's he going. Gets, he gets yeah. cut off by the army jets. So he yeah. gets in a hot Top Gun style dogfight. Yeah, there's three basically like security force aircraft that track him, uh, and they're like, ah, oh, this is restricted airspace. They don't even we say assume. that. They just start They just shooting. fire missiles at him. Yeah, he's just flying, and all of a sudden he sees three triangles on his screen, and then we cut back, and one of them immediately launches missiles. Yeah. yeah. Buddy, you think the problems we have here on Earth are gonna go away when we're on Mars? No, they're just gonna have jets. No, I thought they might get worse. <laughs> that was they the... did! No. They have jets! No, it's missiles. <laughs> Uh, so this is probably uh, the most condensed action of the movie, which yes. is Spike sort of outmaneuvering these three uh, like uh, military aircraft. Right. As they are shooting up everything. Yeah. Yes, while Elektra is like speeding in around in her hatchback car, while uh, uh, Faye, Faye is, is driving her sweet gun testy gun pod. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then while Jet 
is at the airfield with this old this man. And he's just like, he's like, I need all the planes you could give me. And they're like, oh, we don't have any more planes. He's like, just give me anything you want. He's like, anything that'll fly. He goes, anything. Yeah. And the next thing you know is you see fucking biplanes where they're Bi-planes? reattaching the yeah. wing. Yeah. You, yeah. Oh, it's great. They're gluing it back uh, together. Yeah, and it's all like, it's like, like a B-52. It's like old ass World War II Yeah, it's from aircraft. their museum exhibit. Their yeah. ancient aircraft exhibit. And when you see the three like senile old men from yeah, earlier Jet in the movie. Jet is just like, who's even flying? these planes and it's the, the three senile gentlemen from earlier in yeah. the movie yeah right They're where right he's there. just like so we're gonna go to Jupiter in this this can't get out of the atmosphere oh no I'm just pulling your bones and just <laughs> fly like, away you saw the flight plan right yeah yeah we're just joshing you and then they <laughs> fly off and immediately like eight of the planes explode yeah. and crash well, and even the guy running the rental service is just like boy this is a lot more that get off the ground than I thought we're gonna <laughs> yeah right <laughs> It's so, it's such a funny scene, but it's in the middle of, like, the most intense part of the movie. It's yeah. so weird. Uh, but yeah, so Spike uh, shakes the, the fucking bogeys on his tail or whatever. They all have G.I. Joe-style parachutes when they explode, yes. yeah, yeah. which I find very funny. Uh, he crashes on a bridge and hails down a taxi. The taxi is being driven by, like... A 1980s punk, like at the beginning of the first Terminator movie. Yeah, yeah. he looks like he's gonna hassle on Schwarzenegger for yeah. his money. Yeah. He's just a uh, taxi. I need you to bring me to the where the parade is. Uh, they find out that much like Batman '89, Vincent has put the gas inside giant jack o' lantern floats. One of which is the Carl's Jr. Hardy's star. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. After and the franchise wars, they were the only ones left to conquer the rubble. And Vincent has climbed to the top of the fake Eiffel Tower. Yeah, to oversee it all. Correct. Yeah, apparently this Mars city is a lot like Las Vegas in that they have just uh, smaller scale versions of actual things. Here's yeah. the thing. Probably very accurate to what would happen. Likely yeah. Like, True. Martian colonization is going to be heavily corporate subsidized. Yeah, it's going to look like Niagara Falls or Wisconsin Dells or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's Can you imagine going dumb. to a water park on Mars? Oh, man. The Bubba, Shrimp, the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company on Mars. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Something. Eating them space shrimp. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Uh, so Vincent, or, or uh, Spike rather, realizes that, oh, that's what Vincent was talking about, the tower that connects heaven and earth, or the bridge of to heaven, heaven and, and earth. earth. Yeah. So he rides the elevator up to the top, uh, Vincent has more of his, yep. and it's like, shut up and have a cool fight scene. Yeah, and then, this is, and then this is where, uh, for the first time in the movie specifically, you see Spike, like, full Bruce Lee, like, as he walks into fight, he starts doing, like, that Bruce Lee, like, Back and forth shuffle that he does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have like a pretty rad fight, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But again, Vincent gets the upper hand. He's just... Yeah, Vincent is clearly uh, not as well trained as Spike is. Like, he's not as good at martial arts, but he is just stronger. He's stronger yeah. and he can take more hits. He's stronger yeah. and he's tougher. He's a soldier. Yeah. 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 Uh, so he, uh, Vincent, gets the, the detonation device out and he's just like, I'll do it. And Spike's like, I don't care. Do it. And so he does. Yeah. <laughs> because earlier in the movie when they were holding the grandma hostage in the grocery store, he's like, I'm going to shoot this grandma. He's like, I don't care. Do we even want a bounty hunter? I don't give a shit. Yep. He's like, I'm going to do it. He's like, fine. Don't do it, man. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, Spike is nothing if not the caller of bluffs. Yeah. Uh, and in this one, he is uh, very confident that it doesn't matter what Vincent does because the planes are already in the air. Right. And the rain, rain has already, already coming started. down. Yeah. yeah. 
so Vincent does it. He blows up all the balloons in some pretty cool fucking animation of balloon explosions. Yeah, yeah pretty good. Uh, and Sp- Spike gets a cigarette out of his chat of his like chest pocket. Yeah, his it's, it, he smokes Marlboros. Yeah, yeah. Um, Marlboro Reds. Yeah, the, the cowboy killer is he bought them in the soft pack. Yeah. So yeah. in the fight and the rain, the cigarette he takes out is Got all bent. fucked up and bent. Yeah. It's bent and wet, yeah. and he's just like never buy the soft pack, yeah. people. Ooh, but the soft pack, you can do that little thing with your wrist yeah, that just and pops you yeah. them up, and that's what you're doing it for, but you're going to lose three cigarettes out of every pack. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, you can be cool as fuck, but you're going to yeah. lose three. It's it's easier to do hard pack cigarettes, but cool Zippo lighter, and do all your cool moves with the lighter. Yeah, right. Too. Definitely. Definitely. The other joy of soft packs is that you can actually roll, roll them up, up in, in your sleeve. t-shirt sleeve yeah. like uh, Stanley Kowalski. Yeah. Or the guys from Greece. Come on. Yeah. 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 Lots of good sleeve Sleeve cigarettes. <laughs> nah. uh, so yeah, so now, yeah uh, Spike uh, disappointedly flicks his wet cigarette at Vincent's face, which I find very entertaining. Nah, Vincent uh, does not care. Yeah, no, they fight for a little bit longer, uh, but eventually... Electra shows up. Yeah, eventually Spike gets... Uh, gets the oh he's uh, beat he's dead. Yeah. Spike is on his knees with the gun to his head and he's got the uh, he's the virus. seen like the, the he's virus seen the and he's seen yeah. the butterflies and that's the other thing is when you get this virus and it gets in your brain we hear uh, you begin to see uh, there's like, like butterflies made out of light yes yeah. and that is like your brain interpreting like the nano robots in it like dicking around yeah and there's some more sad boy bullshit. And then Electra shows up, and she holds a gun at him, and then he holds a gun at her, and she's like, I don't want to do it. Well, no, Electra is very much like, okay, let's kill each other. Yeah, because, let's like, go at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and there's a big, loud gunshot noise, and the camera is somewhere else and starts panning to see what actually happened, and Vincent didn't take his shot. Yeah, and even what? And Vincent loves to kill people, and it's he true. especially enjoys shooting Electra. So this is very suspect. So Spike asks Electra, he says, "Why didn't he shoot?" And then Vincent says, "It's because I got all my memories back just in time for me to be sad about getting shot by you. Bye, I'm dead." Yep. Yeah, he says, "I remembered I Electra. used to love her mm-hmm. on Mars or on Titan <laughs> or whatever." Yep. Time to die. <laughs> yep, yep. There was no door, some other bullshit, yeah. and then yeah. he's out. And then he dies. Uh, yeah. Then we cut to uh, Jet and Faye heading back to the Bebop, except Faye has an idea of, hey, Jet, before we head back home, want to swing by the racetrack? Wah, wah, wah. Oh, Faye, you never learn. End credits. Yes. Yeah. And then the credits just like showed like what they're up to now, and it's literally just like, there's Jet sitting in his fucking room. Yeah. Yep. Faye the paper. loses at the racetrack. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of this uh, is definitely informed by like 9-11 and post 9-11. Like specifically this movie, I think, was like in production early enough to have like a real tangible influence. And it does very much feel like the day after where it's like, well, we got to go back to school. So yeah. I guess. Well, I was reading that apparently this takes place between like two of the later episodes of the show. Correct. In it doesn't super matter when this movie takes place. Well, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is like they can't have any lasting effects from this movie that takes place the yeah. show. after yeah. the show has been already made because you have to slot it in. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. why. That's why it has no real stakes. I, no, I'd say it, like, has stakes. They just, like, 
defeat the stakes. You know? Well, I, I mean, guess I guess the point there's is there's no like hard repercussions. Sure. Well, I guess my point is the stakes are if I'm watching this movie, if I've seen the TV show and I'm watching this movie, I know none of the main characters are going to die. No, sure. I mean it's the same. It's like the same. Uh, like watching John Wick. It's like I know John Wick is safe. The fun sure. of this movie is just like watching shit happen. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But I don't know John Wick will be safe. It's called John Wick. He could still die. I have not seen a John Wick five <laughs> before John Wick three. I guess, but I will uh, counter that by saying, literally in the first movie, the head gangster bad guy says, "Oh, John Wick. Oh, he's unkillable." We're all very fucked. Oh, sure, 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 sure. But what I'm saying is, like, there's still, like, intellectually a chance. Whereas with Cowboy Bebop, I knew for a fact none of them could die. Yeah. Because they had to continue being on the show. There's more to stakes. be there later. And I guess I'm saying there's more to stakes than just is a main character going to die. No, that's true. But I guess, but like nothing they do on in the movie, does anything they do in the movie at all have any lasting impact on the rest of the show? No, because it can't. But I don't think that that's necessarily a fault or a problem. I think it's just... I don't think a it's a. Fact. I don't think it's a fault yeah. or a problem either. I'm just saying that the movie has no stakes because once the movie ends, and I it, would argue that it does. Like the stakes are: is this Martian city going to get virused out of existence? But it doesn't. Correct, because of the action of our heroes. Right. That's like saying Star Wars didn't have any stakes. They blew up the Death Star in the end. Right, but you don't know they're going to blow up the Death Star when the movie starts. Yeah, and because you, you didn't watch 24 <laughs> episodes sure. of Star Wars leading up to it, is what I'm saying. I guess I, no episodes take place on Mars, so sure. it is very possible that the Martian city could be wiped out. Okay, see, I you don't know, know, know that. You don't have to know that. And I, no, I do! Because now I know that they technically were stakes. Correct. <laughs> I guess now we fight in your backyard? I don't have a backyard. Right? I live in the city, John. Mm. Well, I guess that We alley. fight on the boulevard. <laughs> we don't even have any metal folding chairs. That's oh, true. I got one metal folding chair, baby. Nice. Pre-dented. <laughs> uh, From my previous backyard <laughs> wrestling career. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you want to say? True stories. Yes. So that's going to be the end of Cowboy Bebop knocking on Heaven's Door, the movie. Knocking we'll be right back. What a missed opportunity. I know, right? Buddy, you think they could have gotten the fucking rights to that song? I'm sure it is astronomically expensive. Bob Dylan doesn't give a shit. <laughs> uh, Bob Dylan untrue. Bob dude. Dylan lets anybody cover his songs. Cover, sure, but for then money. you gotta pay for the song, and you gotta pay for the band to cover the song. Uh, there's, uh, I'm sure, hundreds of knockoff artists in Japan who would make a pretty reasonable Bob Dylan facsimile <laughs> for very little money. All right, to Japan. Let's go. Yeah, actually, if we can get all of his music re-recorded, it might be listen toable. Yeah. Look, dude, there's like a whole genre of music in Japan called city pop that is just like Doobie Brothers, Steely oh, Dan music. Oh, yeah, no, city pop's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's But great. all it is is those songs that they just didn't want to pay the rights for, so they wrote their own versions of them. Yeah. I do, I do very much agree with you, Patrick, that I think Bob Dylan uh, songs would benefit from the same treatment that this movie would benefit from of lose 15 minutes. At least. That's true. Every Bob Dylan song is at least 15 minutes too long. Even the short ones. <laughs> Especially the short ones. And they're all better covered by someone else. Hard if you agree. wrote a True. song and Axl Rose does it better than you, 
You done goofed. Yeah. Yeah, take that, Paul McCartney and Bob Dylan. Yeah. Uh, it is debatable whether or not the Guns N' Roses Live and Let Die is superior to the Paul oh, I will say the, it is. I will say it the Guns N' Roses version is, is superior only because when that bananat, bananat riff comes in, it fucking actually rocks with Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Whereas the Paul McCartney version is just like, oh, what did I find here? An orchestra? Oh, well, I'm Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Beep boop beep. Yeah. Beep boop beep. Yeah. Whereas Guns N' Roses, and there's goes fucking reggae. Yeah. <laughs> I need the reggae. To be fair, the Paul McCartney version kind of does reggae too, but not nearly as good as Slash and Axe will do it. That's right. Yeah. Oh, this crazy world in which we live in makes yeah. me want to do some bullet points. And our first bullet point is body count. Oh shit. Body counts. John, what do you think the, the tragically low body count of this movie was? Well, I don't know, because there were there were 72 confirmed kills in the highway explosion. Correct. Not counting we don't know how many of the four hundred people who got infected died. I'm assuming all of them. Cause they didn't get the vaccine. Uh that we know of, no, but we also don't see them. Yeah. They could have gotten rained on later. <laughs> I guess you're right. Uh, yeah, and then there's the monorail attack. Uh, and then there's, yeah, I'm going to say 82. Patrick? Man, I'm going 74. Ooh, whoever goes the closest without going over, them's the Price is Right rules. The answer, as best as I could tell, was 77. Uh, I had to count myself because <laughs> nobody's ever bothered to do a body oh, count of this sure. movie. Sure, sure. Um, it probably is higher. Uh, I assume the 400-something people that were wounded probably eventually succumbed to whatever this disease is, plus the people on the monorail. Plus, probably there's some people in the city who probably didn't get enough vaccine because taller people yeah. got it first. Yeah, true. true. There's probably some short people that weren't able to get vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Just like how tall trees block out small trees. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, so, yeah, it's probably definitely higher than that. Uh, so that's going to take us to our next bullet point, best kill. <laughs> John, what do you think the best kill in Cowboy Bebop knocking on heaven's door? Oh. The hurricane. Like a Rolling Stone. Is the, the movie is. All right. Uh, in the monorail fight, when Spike is chasing Vincent between cars, Vincent is turning back and doing some suppressive fire to buy some time to get to the front of the train. And there's one guy sitting between the two train cars, reading a newspaper, sees them pass by, takes his newspaper down and says, hey, what? And gets shot in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah, he does. And his yeah. brains fly out. It's great. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. It's a good one. It's absolutely brutal. Uh, Patrick, best kill. Uh, that was the only kill I remembered aside from the death of Vincent. So I'm going to have to go with death of Vincent. Sure. It's loaded with sad boy bullshit. Oh, man. If we could have gotten like a Smashing Pumpkins tune in there. Yeah, maybe some cure. Yeah. With a smile. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. a little new wave would have been good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe no. some uh, some like new order, like early new order. Yeah. Just nah. play Blue Monday behind it. I was gonna say basically <laughs> when New Order was still just doing Joy Division songs that they never got around to recording. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, or just a Joy Division song. Yeah, why not? You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mark, best kill. 
Those are the only two kills. No, no I mean, I'm going to go with. I'm gonna, well, I was going to go with. Oh yeah, the hacker yeah, guys. Yeah. That's right. He so does. I was actually going to go with a uh, uh, balloon manufacturer. Yeah. yeah. What gets stabbed in the back? He gets stabbed in the back. Because uh, the knife that he gets does. stabbed with is pretty cool looking. Yeah. I, this one gets the point because of the knife, not because of the actual death. It's a good utility knife. Yeah. yeah it's a rad knife. Yeah. So that's going to take us to our next bullet point. Best weapon? Yeah. I don't think we can do war crimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. World War II is confirmed to have existed in this universe, but we are so... Like, once we go to space, what even is international? Especially since we are not sure that there are governments in other planets. We are 100% sure that Mars seems to be ruled by this pharmaceutical the corporation. Yeah, right, so, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah so space Pfizer is like, in charge yeah. here. So yeah, let's go best, best weapon. weapon. Sure. Best weapon. John, best weapon. Uh, because I know the name of it, and I don't think you guys do. The Swordfish, which is Spike's uh, fucking, like, biplane spaceship. Oh, okay, okay, cool. With the little laser gun on the front? Yeah, it's got a big fucking, like, laser cannon on the front that doesn't shoot, like, pew-pew lasers. It shoots, like, Emperor Palpatine in fucking Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Like, laser. Lightning lasers. Yeah. He gets it, man. Uh, yeah, and it's just, like... It's a very cool design. It like the wings fold up so that it can be like stored inside the Bebop. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's got tons of personality. It's also got that Millennium Falcon thing where he's just like, "Come on, you piece of junk, stay together." Yeah, yeah it's the, the Swordfish. It's yeah. called okay. Password Swordfish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it, that means every hey, time he has to use a, every time he has to use a computer, John Travolta makes someone give him a blowjob. Yeah, yeah if you act this good enough. We got Halle Berry hang out with you. It's me, Josh Volta. Please ignore Battlefield Earth. Or actually, please go see it. I can't remember how I feel about that movie. I, I believe you're still a big fan. Yeah. I love Dutch angles. And I cannot <laughs> lie. <laughs> yeah. L. Ron Hubbard won't deny you into Dianetics. So come on down. <laughs> Turned into a weird used car commercial at the end. I like it. Look, I've been whatever I've, the other leading religions are offering for salvation, we'll cut the price. Shink in half. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of uh, '90s infomercials lately on YouTube, like fucking Ronco. Showtime oh, Rotisserie yeah. Grill, oh, yeah. Chef Tony Miracle Blade, Magic Bullet, the whole deal. Uh, and the I in a can. Oh yeah, uh, GHX <laughs> ninety. Yeah. Uh, great hair, extreme. <laughs> Turn it back. There's a so there's a one Ron Popeil infomercial I was watching. I think it was the Pasta Machine where he comes out and he uh, very noticeably has a bald spot and he's got like this like. Uh, no, no, it's for the their deep fryer because it's like the last oh, one yeah. he made in like 2010 or something okay. like that. He's got this big box of stuff and he comes in and the lady who's hosting with him, she goes like, Ron, I can't believe you'd come out here like this. And he's like, like what? Because he's real old. <laughs> and she's like, uh, with that big bald spot. And the audience is like, ooh. <laughs> like they saw two people kiss on a sitcom on TGIF. And he goes, oh, all right. And he reaches into this box and he's like, you all know this. And he gives the can a shake. And in front of everybody, <laughs> sprays on hair. And they do like that fucking zoom in close up, which was clearly nice. an insert from yeah. the commercial 30 years ago. Right. It's beautiful. Nice. That's nice. so glorious. 
Um, Great, so uh, Rompo Peel is your favorite weapon. Uh, Patrick, favorite weapon. Ooh, inflatables. You can fill them with anything. That's true. Nanobots. Viruses. Drugs. Viruses. Chemicals. Actual explosions. Whatever you want. Plus, if they look like pumpkins, you can make pretend like you're the Hobgoblin. You sure can. Inflatables. Great. So that's going to take Try us... Try them, won't you? <laughs> yeah. So that's going to take us to our final bullet point, because I am taking Ron Popeil oh, as yeah. my number one weapon. Fantastic weapon. Uh, he'll sell you anything, man. He can sell a pop, a ketchup popsicle to a, <laughs> a nurse in a white dress. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, is this an action movie? <laughs> is this an action movie? Patrick. Is Cowboy Bebop knocking on heaven's door? I shot the sheriff. Tears in heaven. <laughs> Wonderful tonight. Stairway to heaven. Uh, the movie, an action movie? No, I remember it being more actiony than it was. It's uh, it's it's kind of like a little mystery crime procedural movie. Yeah, it's like a spy thriller almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. John. So know. John, is Cowboy Bebop the movie I mean, an action movie? Judging on the curve of like late 90s, early 2000s, like deep, poetic, sad boy anime, yeah, it's an action anime, like for sure. Like that's, those are the scenes that definitely stick out and I remember a whole bunch. Uh, but like gen pop, you know, to a normie, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like, Oh, this movie's action-packed. What is Gen Pop? General, uh, general Population. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I thought that was a different anime. Nah, Gen Pop's the guys in prison that aren't in solitary. Right, the yeah. guys who aren't in Oz. Yeah, correct. Understand. Yeah. Mark, is this an action movie? Uh, I gotta agree with Patrick on this one. I don't think it is an action movie. I think it is more like a weird, like mystery, like spy thriller thing. It's there's like, a lot of and like detect. Yeah. There's a lot of detective work yeah. in this movie. It's close to like a Blade Runner in terms of like tone. Yeah, and... it it's it's almost like a noir that stops yeah. every now and then for a guy to slide down a banister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, buddy. But uh, but yeah, I don't think it's quite an action movie. Yeah, although the action that's in the movie uh, is very well done. Oh, very yeah. well animated. It's a beautiful movie in a wonderful time. Yes, like, yeah. it's a good time. And well, I think, that, like, action is also very expensive in animation because in order for it to look correct, you can't lose any frames of it. You know what I mean? Like, right. a cheap trick in animation is just like, oh, instead of it being 24 frames, just make it, like, 18 frames and, like, it'll be fine. You know, like, it'll be it'll look a little choppy, but the audience will get it. But, like, especially the, like, martial arts and, like, karate that they're right. doing really demands it be very fluid. And so that is, like... So many drawings that you yeah. have to oh, do. Oh, absolutely. And this yeah. is, you know, 2001. It's and Mark, all that's, hand- how, that's how they did Ugh. the animation trick is they drew pictures, a whole bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm- and then they photographed those pictures and then you play the pictures back. And it's kind of like film, except they drew the pictures instead of like having people get like captured by a camera. Captured in the sense that like they're now inside the camera like, you know, like uh, like camera hostages. That yeah. very common yes. thing that yeah. we all know about. Because yeah. all of our famous celebrities are inside those cameras right now. C- correct. Yeah. Yes. As hostages. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we have to pay so much of the movies to try to get them back. Final reviews! <laughs> Patrick, final <laughs> review of Cowboy Bebop the movie. Woo! So much jazz! 
Fuck you. <laughs> John, final review of Cowboy Bebop the movie. Uh, it has both aged poorly and held up better than I remember it. Uh, yeah, yeah, fair. I think I, yeah, I definitely still thoroughly enjoy it in a very different way than I did when I was a dirtbag teenager who, like, really looked up to Spike. Sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mark, final review. Uh, having never seen any Cowboy Bebop before and very little anime in general, I did enjoy this movie quite a bit. Uh, obviously, there are some uh, older but out-of-date problematic elements. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, like, it was an enjoyable film with some really beautifully done animation. And I gotta say, for the, like the at least the dub, the dub was fantastic. Yeah. This, this dub is, like, famous in anime for being, like, the first good dub. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the main it's character... So voice acted. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spike is played by Steve Bloom, who is, like, an incredibly famous voice actor. Uh... Electra is Jennifer Hale, who does voices for, like, every cartoon you've ever heard and every video game you've ever played. She is in it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, just, like, uh, yeah, incredibly good dub. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, I, yeah, I get this movie a solid, like, 7 out of 10 stars. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's sure. good. Uh, so yeah, I think if you're looking for an anime movie, it's real good. If you're looking for an action movie, you probably do better. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. We'll be back next week. When we're talking about a mini-sode, who knows what it'll be. Oh, no. It's Next probably going to... Yeah. Reeling in the beers. Oh, that's right. The Steely Dan <laughs> retrospective. <laughs> Your everlasting Heineken, you can see it fading fast. So you grab a sip of Miller High Life when you think it's going to last. Well, you wouldn't know a Bud Light if you had it in your hand. The things that pass for bush light I can't understand. Oh, you're reeling in the beers. Stowing away the time. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick, Space Dandy Bromley, John, Kids on the Slope, Ruby Taylor, and Mark, Star Driver Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are sold, and give us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter, at Body Count Cast, or you can email us at bodycountsandbeer at gmail.com.